are listening to another episode of Cosmic Children. I'm your host, Kevin. And today we have Ritz as our co-host. Hi. We have Randolph in the studio. Hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Randolph, for, for people who might not know who you are and okay. what you do, could you please uh, do an introduction? What is your profession? Yeah, What are you Wow, that's such a tricky question because I always have different answers for different people. But okay. I mean, by for us? Yeah, well, yeah, what's the answer for us today? Yeah, I can do anything. Like, is the money pay? I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here Honestly, first. like... Yeah. Uh, Profession-wise, I'm known as a fashion stylist. Yes. So, um, yeah, I style people for a living. I've started off doing from like magazine shoots, everything from magazine shoots to working with personalities and celebs, even to commercial clients. Yeah. So it's a a lot about conceptualizing, a lot of uh, networking. Yeah. And yeah, that's about it. It's a people's job. eh? It's a people's job. It's really like, they call me the Lobang King sometimes. Yeah. Oh, is that a good title to have? I don't mind. Honestly, yeah, just show me any title. A title is a title, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, true, true. So, so for, for, for folks that might not be too in tune with fashion, yeah. what does being a fashion stylist mean? Because I have no idea what that means. I okay. know it's about clothes. Yep. I know people do photo shoots. Yep. They, they do it on set. But does it uh, extend beyond like the photo shoot? So a lot of people have the misconception that we are designers when it comes mm. to a fashion stylist. Mm. So yeah, they're always like, hey, a fashion stylist, ah, can you help me design this dress or mm-hmm. like all this kind of thing? And no, we do not design. Most of us do not have the skill sets, the technical skill sets to like when it comes to designing the dress. I mean, what we do is that we work closely with designers and brands to pick up looks for, it's, uh, we are like the edit part. You know, okay, right. edi- okay. we are like, like the editors of of when it comes to like narrowing down things for clients. So, for example, like when it comes to photo shoots, um, I mean this, I mean the title is very loosely used for fashion stylists because like in certain countries, fashion stylists is just there. There will be a fashion director who yep. you know comes up with a concept or scout thing, and all you have to do as a fashion stylist is just prep and oh. put clothes on other people. Mm, right. But I guess in Singapore, because our market's so small. Um, I think we do everything from conceptualizing stuff, like so it's like art directing. But yeah, so we we do art directions, we do the fashion styling, we do the connecting of people. When I say connecting of people, it's like let's just put it as a client comes to me like for a magazine shoot, yep. and you'll be like, hey, we have eight pages to fill for this month. Mm. You know, um, I want you to do a shoot for us. We okay. want to engage you to for a shoot for us. So normally, either they have an overall team or I could even propose. So I would propose, okay, so this is my mood board. I'll come up with a mood board. Yes. So on top, so I'll come up with a mood board first. Then I'll come up with a team that I want to work with. Oh, interesting. Uh, okay. So a team as in like, I get, to, I get to pick like, okay, if we are going for this mood, I know this photographer suits this kind of mood. Yep. Right. I know this makeup artist ah. suits this kind of mood. Or she's stronger at this kind of thing. Or like, uh, then even to the casting part of like casting, who's, which models are going to be in the shoot. Okay. So yeah, we actually have to. We are like the middle person, like the hub of like putting this yep. whole group together. It's like a one-stop shop. It is a really a one-stop shop. It's yeah. like you know, uh, they come to us just to fill up this, and, and then of course the main and most important thing is, um, I mean, us picking up the clothes of what to feature. Uh, normally they have, even have like a clients list. These are advertisers you need to you know include in your shoot. And like we are the one who would look into the collection because we shoot stuff normally about two or three months before the magazine comes up or sometimes yep. even a month before yep. the magazine comes up. So um, we would have to contact the brands and get the latest stuff, stuff that yes. are not in the shop yet. Yes. You know, and we will contact them and they will be like, um, they'll give us a selection. Okay, this is available yep. for your shoot dates. Yep. Right. Then we will narrow it down and say, okay, what is suitable for us? If I'm doing a color story, this is a color palette that, I'm, that I want to pick. Then we narrow it down 
get the clothes in for the shoot. Yep. So these are all just pre-work. Then right. shoot day itself, yeah. that's another another thing because I have to make sure that everything runs properly. Yes. Make sure that I pair everything properly or yes. kind of thing. Be the eyes for everybody also. Make sure uh, the clothes don't fall. <laughs> make sure the clothes don't fall. Yeah. Make sure the clothes are clipped. Yeah. Know, clips yeah. all behind clothes actually. Yeah. Yeah. So all one man show? Like it, whatever you're talking about right now? Ah, uh, majority of the time. I wow. mean, I mean, I, I know of other uh, stylists who works with an even bigger team. They have like a lot of assistance on set or this kind of thing. But I'm still a very personal kind of thing. Like there's a, I feel better if I do it myself. Right. When it comes to like even adjusting your shoelace kind of thing, you know, <laughs> oh, like, interesting. Yeah, yeah, there's there's this. Um, I know of. I mean, there are stylists who would just be like, okay, I have a whole bunch of stylist assistants or juniors, and mm-hmm. you know, they were like, okay, this is the look I want. Settle this, steam yeah. this clothes for me. Make sure that this kind of thing. But I feel like I don't have that. There's no personal touch to it. Mm. Yeah. So if I do it myself, I know that I wouldn't like fuck up, lah. So, you right, know, right, kind of yeah. thing. Right. And then, um, yeah. So that's shoot. Then post shoot. Oh, that's a okay. post shoot. Okay. Yeah. So it actually breaks down the three layers. Post shoot is about yeah, we would start selecting photos. Uh, oh, okay. out of the yeah. thousands the pool, of photos uh, yeah. we shoot, yeah, yeah we we'll start. Then after that, we also need to start returning the clothes yep. uh-huh. from the shoot, making sure that they are proper condition and all. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that will be the post. So there's actually like three big, um, I think three main layers when it yeah. comes to like photo shoots. Yeah. Yeah, but that's just photo shoots itself. Then when it comes to styling celebrities, it's another different thing. Yeah, because working with artists is just... Uh, for me, it's not just, but like working with artists, it's um, being able to connect with them at the same time. So it's putting your flair and combining their personal style together mm. and enhancing whoever they are and not breaking yes. you know, um, their characters. Yeah, so right now my career has slowly transitioned, sadly, because, you know, print is dying. And most, I started out just doing print. Yep. Yeah, right. purely just print, purely just working with models. And I, I remember in the earlier time of my career, I was like, I don't want to work with celebrities. You don't want I to? I don't want to. What? Do you remember why? I remember I didn't want to work with celebrities because I was like, nah, I'm just not into the celebrity thing. Like, I want to create my own stories. Because we have free play. Most of the time, you have free play when it comes to models and all. Because mm. really, it's just a blank canvas and you yep. build on it. But with celebrities, it's like, so you have to cater to them most of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I said I didn't want to do it. Then uh, print started dying. Magazine mm-hmm. started closing down. Yep. Right. Then I, you know, I had a few celebrity clients coming in and asking, hey, are you interested to like, you know, style me mm-hmm. or like work with me on different projects? And I was like, okay, la, let's try. La. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Okay, la, let's Why try. Not? Why not? Yeah, funny story is um, actually the person that approached me. So I have been freelancing for at least... So in between my freelance, I did a couple of like... Uh, comp- I worked with uh, I did a contract with a couple of companies yeah. a couple of magazines yep. then my very last one was actually I was with MediaCorp for a year okay, okay. yeah then um, that was when I started meeting a lot of celebrity clients yes in and out in and out and um, one of them actually my very first client um, after I left MediaCorp is actually Narelle King our, okay. oh, wow. our, our local you know Wait, artist that was one year ago yeah. this was this was at, this was three years three yeah. years ago so three years okay. ago okay yeah, so actually three or four around there. Yeah, right. so, uh, I met so her. So you met her through MediaCorp? I met her through a shoot, a MediaCorp. Mm. Okay. They had a, they had a reshoot. So they What's just, a reshoot? Yeah. Oh, so sometimes... <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't know if we could bring this back again, but uh, let me think about it. Um, I think, yeah, I think they're quite comfortable talking about it. So I was in MediaCorp and um, the editor of FHM approached gotcha. me. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so they approached me and they were like, hey, um... I need your help. 
Because normally yeah, I do not touch FHM side, but they came over and said, I need your help. Um, we have two artists that's going to be on our cover and uh, do you think you can style? Mm. And I was just like, okay, my schedule is clear that week. I can do it for you guys. Uh, so they said, oh, it's Narel King and Sandra. And mm. I, I'm honest, I honestly wasn't familiar with the local scene at mm-hmm. all. So right. I, I have never heard, I don't listen to local music. Mm. I do not know who they are. So I said, okay, I'll just do it. Yeah. But I, uh, I'll do my research first. So I went yeah. through social media, mm. check, you know, listen to their songs. Yep. That's okay. how I vibe to see what yeah. kind of style they are. Okay. So I prep everything and... I remember the day before the shoot, the editor told me, oh, just to let you know, it's a reshoot. Uh. Is yeah, that like a taboo term? No, then I was like, yeah. I said, wait, what do you mean? What do you mean reshoot? They said, oh, okay. So they actually did one shoot um, like earlier this month, but the shoot is being cancelled. Like oh. their management cancelled the shoot. Okay. Because okay. they didn't approve of the shoot. What do you mean they didn't approve? Like, so, the so pictures I'll, were not good? The pictures wasn't good okay. at all. So oh, I was right. like, what are you... Uh, yeah, so I said, show me the photos. Then mm. I was like, okay, I get it. Because they are trying to portray them as like the the girlfriend, like more towards the lesbian girlfriend kind of stuff. Mm. You know, uh, in like yeah, in content shits and stuff like that. But I think what their management wanted was um, to portray them more like rock stars rather than, you know, the thin uh, FHM, you know, stereotype kind of oh, look. Okay, yeah, the FHM look. Yeah, FHM girl back then yeah. when there was FHM. Yes. Yep. Wait, no more yeah. No more. Oh, wow. oh, oh, interesting. Really? I did no not more. know that. Oh, I also didn't know that. Yeah. They did the second last issue, I think. Yeah. So I, I so I went to the shoot and I was like, okay, um lucky I prepped a lot of like black leather jackets, yeah, jacket, you know, <laughs> your, your fishnets, your yeah. high boots, that kind mm. of thing. Then I went on set. And uh walking into the set was quite funny because I walked into the set, I brought uh, we all arrived early and the two of them came in with this two huge Ikea bags that you know the blue ink yeah. Yep. yeah they come over and they were like um, eh um, oh yeah so just to let you know mm-hmm. oh I haven't even introduced myself they just came over to the rack I was laying out all the clothes mm-hmm. they came over to the rack they put them like uh, just to let you know um, you can use our clothes or so <gasps> okay then I was like wow who is this bitch man like, <laughs> oh, wow like yeah, yeah. immediately I just like wow, you left a bad taste like, like yeah. yeah this so so diva, you know. Yeah. This is in my mind straight away. Run, I was like, wow, so diva, these people. Yeah. Then I was like, um, then I had to explain to them. I said, oh, you know, because it's for a magazine, we need to use current brands. That was kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Why not you look through mm. what I have? Mm. If you're uncomfortable, let me know. Mm. Then they look through, they're like, mm, okay. <laughs> but <laughs> okay. I get it also because I knew they had a bad experience. Yep. Uh-huh. They're lucky they told me it was a reshoot, so I know that they had a bad experience from the first one. So you have one. a better understanding. Yeah, better ex- understanding yeah. of, yeah. I was like, wow, who is this diva? By the end, I was like, okay, it's a reshoot. Maybe they had a very bad time the first time because yeah. it, it's really a waste of time. If yes, you do one whole I can shoot, imagine, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, a full day shoot and now you have to do another time just to shoot again. Yeah, so I did that whole shoot with them. It was, I didn't even think much about it. I was just like, I did that shoot. I didn't think much about it. And I was just like, oh, okay, the issue came out. It looked good. The photos looked great. Yeah. And then. I think I saw that issue. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Which I, I might have seen that as well. Yeah, 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 the two the of them on the cover. Yeah. Then I think it was only one or two years. Probably one, one and a half years later. Mm-hmm. Then I received a DM from Norel. Uh, yeah, we didn't even have each other's numbers. It was right. like I said, it was very one-off. And then, I think, and then she DM me and she was like, "Hey, I just wanted to check with you whether you know free for coffee." Like, okay, that, yeah. that that kind of yeah that, for coffee. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Are you free for coffee?" And I was <laughs> okay. like, "And I was like, oh, okay." Then I was like, oh, "What's up?" You know, she said, "Oh, I just want to explore into like you know the whole fashion thing because mm. um, Singapore's music scene there wasn't anybody who was." you know, prominent when it comes to the fashion scene other than the Mandarin artists who yeah. were like, you know, really based in Taiwan. You talk about your, like your JJ Lin's house cutting right, right. and endorsements and all. But the English music scene, there was no prominent 
uh, artist that was, you know, working with fashion labels or everything. It was very indie. It was yeah. all very like... Uh, we're talking we, about crossing mediums. Yeah, right? we're talking about... Yeah. We, think about we think of a lot of local musicians. Like when we look at the Sam Willows when they first mm. started, it was like very Forever 21, Top Man, Top Shop. Yeah. We, we didn't think luxury. Oh, you know, kind of thing. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. so uh, having that lunch with Narelle, Narelle was like, um, hey, uh, let's... They say, oh, I w- I'm just very confused right now. Like, I'm ex- I'm curious. I don't yep. know. I don't really understand the fashion world, but I'm curious. I've seen it, you know, happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think are the possibilities of like, you know, me entering this whole thing? Because you know, the American side, you have Rihanna. There's yeah. you know, Rihanna that's doing it. Pharrell Williams. There's yes. all, there's yes. all these yes. people who are like attending runway shows. It's almost second for, nature to the people over there, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Or even not uh, even closer to our shows, um, the K-pop culture of oh, like, yeah. you know, you have all these yeah. K-pop stars who are dressed up and decked up and all this kind of thing. Then I looked, I remember looking around and I was like, I'll be honest with you, I really also don't know myself because it's so mm. new. Yeah. But let me try. Let's see what we can work together and let's, mm. let me just speak to a few of the brands and let's see where we can go from there. And speaking to the brands was one thing because um, brands also didn't know how to mm. deal with it because it was so new. It was this like was a, a handful of years back. This is probably about, this is about three years ago. It's so it's not, recent. Yeah, so that's recent. Not no, yeah, yeah. But that yeah. shows how dated at the same time we are mm. when right. it comes to that. I'm quite surprised also. I mean, it's only three years ago. I mean, now look, I mean, now, yeah, you see there's a lot of things happening. Yeah. But like three years ago, brands didn't even know whether they could invite musicians or like right. or like dress musicians or like uh, to them it's very um oh actors actress kind of yeah, yeah yes. we, the, we, traditional the traditional media really yeah. Yeah. Old, old media yeah old media we know which company uh, kind of is at you know to, to our events kind of thing yeah so um and very thankful actually the very first brand that actually said yes was fendi such oh, a, wow. a, a huge that's a huge fashion house a huge well, yeah. fashion house itself I mean having I had lunch with them and you know we discussed about them I showed them the band profile actually it's not even just the, I, I haven't reached the band I just showed Narelle's profile yeah and I said look you know I have this musician who you know we're keen in looking into fashion and how do you think we can work right. something out and she yeah. was like okay you know what let's just start small invite her for events yeah. and we start dressing her mm-hmm. then from there we see how our HQ will respond to it because we are not yeah. the ma- I mean Singapore is not the main yep. HQ mm-hmm. we, um, they always have to report back say let's try this report yep. back to HQ so I think Narelle can actually say that she was the first English musician pop musician to start this whole fashion wow, thing. wow, wow. wow. Yeah. ridiculous she, yeah. yeah she actually took that she mm-hmm. she actually I, I'm very fortunate that she sort of took that risk with me also yeah. and she was like okay let's do this together yeah. mm-hmm. started attending events together started showing appearances all mm-hmm. this kind of thing yeah. so it all trickles down normally when it comes to like for example especially a brand like Fendi which is so big then other brands around them they were like eh Fendi yeah. inviting this girl oh my yeah. god that means we need to start doing something yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. then it started trickling down it just started expanding we did one or two events together then um, Narelle asked me he was like do you think are you interested to work with the Willows all four of yeah. them now yeah. mm. and I was like okay I can the first one was um, music video and music yep. video I don't think any there was any stylist at all when it comes to music videos Back then. in terms yeah. of like English scene there, was, there wasn't yeah actually. there wasn't a, like a fashion stylist who came in to like or like a, or like a, there wasn't an entourage culture. What's there an entourage? An entourage culture of like, you know how K-pop stars were like, oh, one celeb flies, only 20 people who yeah. come oh. along. So with you have your, your managers. Your managers, your makeup artists, gotcha. your, yeah. all this kind of thing, your fashion stylists, your mm-hmm. hairstylists, all this kind of thing. There wasn't this culture. Um, then the Willows themselves approached and I mean, the Willows said that, 
let's try this. Yeah. I mean, I sat down with them also and I, mm. I, I looked at it both in a, in a styling and a business uh, way also. Also in a business way. Business way as in like, I told them, I said that if we were to do this um, together because it's so new, yes. I can project that. I actually said, I remember I, I say, let's take this risk together because I myself, I do not know whether it's going to work. Mm. I know probably uh, record labels wouldn't even come up with money with this. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because this is new and like they have never paid for, you know, a stylist or yep. a makeup artist or this kind of thing. I did their first music video. I remember Peanuts, 500 bucks. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was yeah. really Peanuts. It was. What like, would be the usual rate? Uh, usual rates? Yeah. My usual rates yeah. now? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oof. How many digits? Yeah, how many digits are we talking about? <laughs> okay, yeah. normally, normally, okay, I'm known to be expensive. La, but <laughs> I'd rather yeah. be known expensive than cheap. Of la, course, for I, sure. I, yeah. uh, on a normal daily rate, I would normally charge 3.8 mm. okay. per day. Okay. And that excludes the wardrobe. So a project itself, if it's a two or three day shoot, it can go up to at least five figures. Simply. Uh, but okay. I mean, I, I, maybe we can go into that later on, like how, mm. I, how I can break down the budgets. Of, yes, please. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. why a lot of people don't understand. They're just, wow, it's so expensive. Like, why do I want to pay so much money? Yeah. Yeah. Then um, going back into the whole business, you're asking about, you know, like the business side, why do you think business? So I told them, I said that let's build portfolios now. You know, mm. this is a new thing for both of us. Let's build portfolios. Let's show that um, we have interest in the brand yep. the brands will have interest in us also and that hopefully these brands will come on board sp- to start sponsoring you to start paying you to wear stuff right. to start sponsoring your music videos your endorsements your the goal, Instagram yeah. posts yep. this is what you want mm-hmm. you know let's, let's try out let's do this trial and error thing so they actually did and there were so many projects in the beginning it was just really out of portfolio we do our goodwill just yeah. to build our connections build our, yeah. our branding mm-hmm. uh, with them affiliations then, as you, yeah, like I said, how it trickles and it slowly went into like, oh, okay, now we got paid appearances. Now we got like, mm. yeah. you know, we need support. We always go out to brands and we are like, oh, look, you know, we have this gig yeah. that's coming up. Um, I'll act as the middle person most of the time because mm-hmm. normally when it comes to management and when and uh, brands, it's always dollars and cents and brands yeah, refuse to talk to management. Management refuse to talk to <laughs> brands. They're always like, oh, I feel like duck talking to chicken all the time. Yeah. You know, like different languages. Yeah, so I was like, I always okay. I'll come in the middle. Yep. I'll tell you guys because I see it from the fashion point of view, and I see it as a business. I say I understand you guys want to make money or so. Yep. But how do we meet in the middle ground? Yeah. So it's a win-win for it's everybody. It's a win-win yeah. for everybody. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, now I'm very happy to see so many other pop stars who are now like the fruits of your labor. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I, I, you know, I give they myself sh- that pet on the show. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I'm like, when I see things happening now, or even coverage, magazine yes. Yes. coverage. Uh, appearing on uh, magazine covers mm. and all this kind of thing. I'm like, I mean, I have magazines who are like, yeah, we are the one who actually put your artists on the magazines. We are the one that make it fashion. I was like, no, man. Mm. Like, yeah. No, the brands wouldn't even agree if they haven't started doing fashion. Like, they wouldn't yeah. even put your artists on the covers. Mm. You know, so I don't think you should take credit for that. But I was like, okay, la, never mind. Okay, good for you. <laughs> so I'm just very curious. So yeah. this is you in 2016 and yeah. even 2019 right mm. now. I'm very curious as to how and when did you get your start? How and when did I get my start? How how were you like in the very beginning? Yeah, because you, you, you seemed... Are we talking about like all the way from my stylist beginning or like... Just yes, because you you seem very level-headed, composed and of a good balance between business and artistic yeah. flair right now. So yeah. I'm just very curious is, did you get this uh, through being a mentee to someone? Was it oh, through okay. work, yeah. school? Yeah, how? I, I kind of wish I was a mentee to somebody, but I, did, I wasn't... Um, um, how it happened was 
I was actually so straight after O levels, like yeah. my I knew I want to work in fashion, but I didn't know what exactly. Do you know why? I was just like, oh, I have a flair for, I like beautiful things. You know, I like clothes. <laughs> I like, you know, those kind of things. Mm. Yeah, and, and to me, uh, back then I was like, I want to be a magazine editor because I know that was the only position that I know of in fact, mm. right, you know, working mm. in a magazine. Yep. Yes. Kind of thing. I like control. I like power. Probably that's why also. Mm. Then I was, like, the look. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I like to edit things. I was, mm. So I was like, okay, I want to be a fashion editor. Then I was in uh, secondary school yeah. and this crazy idea of like, I was thinking, I was like, oh, maybe, okay, I need to go to art school first. Usually, that's, that's yeah. normally. That's the route, usually. But during O-Levels, I was very fortunate. So, I, uh, during school holidays, I would intern, uh, not intern, but do part-time with, like, events companies. and help Events them. company, back then, back part-time. Then. Yeah, part-time. Wow. Like, just, you know, like, or just, like, even small event stuff, like, they need, you know, like, set-up stuff. Then like, you, volunteers. Yeah, volunteers, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like, oh, back wow. then, there was, like, Singapore Fashion Week, all kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 Or I used to volunteer and all. Then, uh, the boss of this events company called... Um, one works, yeah. Mm. One works. Uh, the production company. He actually asked me. He was like, he actually told me and said, "Why not? Why not intern with us rather than go to school?" Oh, yeah. He, he gave me the idea, and I was like, "What are you talking about? Like, yeah, you I'm have supposed, to go to like, school, I have right? to go to school. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I need to go." Then he said, "Look, if you're gonna go to art school or like any other school, you're gonna spend two, three years there. Yeah. Then yeah. you have to go into NS, NS, and that's gonna take up about five years." Yeah five to six years of your of, of your time and when you start working you're a junior mm. your female peers are probably going to be your senior by then also yep. mm-hmm. if you're going to intern with us straight after school you intern all the way until your NS you go into NS you come out you can work as a you know as a full-timer already mm. oh. you know you can join a company as a full-timer you skip the first skip you the, get, yeah, yeah it's training like, it's you going to school internship yeah. is you going to school yep. so and uh, fortunately, I have relatives who are in similar industries, mm. you know, in the fashion and like, you know, the, the arts industry. Mm-hmm. And they convinced my parents that, okay, Ren can, can do it. <laughs> like, he can do it one. So I was yeah. like, okay, so I did it. Um, are you going to tell us it's a success? No, <laughs> story cut short, I got fired within six months. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay. You don't okay. expect that one. So yeah. I was 17. Yeah, plot twist. Yeah, plot twist. Yeah, so I was 17. And yeah. uh, six months into the job, 17, you know, is the age where like, Especially like if you're not in school, else kind of thing. Then I was like, "Hey, let's go underage clubbing. Yep. Let's yeah. go else kind of thing." Fuck rules, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, like yeah. you know, fuck rules. This is the old time. I can finally drink. I can yeah. you know be rebellious. One more year to my eighteen. That was the time I remember. I used to party so much. Go to uh, party so much. Drink a lot. Take MC from work. <laughs> oh, take, and this is internship period. <laughs> yeah. I remember third month or second month into internship already. I was like, "What? Wow, take MC lah, skip oh. lah." Yeah. And like because we're doing a lot of fashion events, uh, a lot of accounts or so. Um, then I like the glam side also. Every time when people are working behind, I'm in front mingling with the other guests and like yeah. drinking with oh. them when everybody's working or so. But it just didn't hit me like how work's supposed to be. And I was yeah. young, you know. Yep. And I got fired. Like yeah. I remember I broke down, I was crying when my boss told me because I was like, shit, where am I going to go now? Like yeah. school has started already. Yeah. And what am I going to do? Yep. And I did very badly for my O-levels. I was very complacent already. I was like, yeah. ah, I'm going to yeah. get a job. Yeah, you know, I just didn't. I remember, I fell asleep for some papers. Yeah, like I was just like, I'm really gonna get a job. You're fucked up, basically. Yeah, I'm at fucked that point up, point, basically. Yeah. And I was like, I. It was lucky. I I like kid myself. I was like, okay, I need to find work now. Mm. Within two months, I found myself an internship as a fashion assistant. With uh, remember there was catalog magazine that yes, free magazine, yes, like yes. juice, you know. Then yes. there was catalog yeah. the yes. free magazine. So I, I was a fashion assistant who would just help in every saikang in the company kind. Yep. Like, oh, return clothes, last team the clothes. I was, I was like, okay, okay, just do, 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 do. How was it different though? 
Hmm? How was it different going to your second internship as opposed to the first one? I think that woke me up. The first in the I mean the first time being fired. I, I actually thank my boss now when I see mm. him, you know, at events right now because he's still doing it. Yeah. And I saw him, I actually thanked him and I was like... And he remembers you? I remember, he remembers. Okay. Course, yeah. I, I actually thanked him. I was like, thank you because if you didn't fire me, I would probably be still in my la-la land dreaming and like I wouldn't, that fire wouldn't have, have emerged for mm. me to be so hungry that I need to do something. I wouldn't be so focused. Mm. It's a reality check. Yeah, it was a reality check. And yeah, that's why I think it's a good I, I, I mean, I think it's a good thing to be fired <laughs> once in your life at least, you know. It really yeah. wakes you up. Do you think something broke in you men- uh, mentally? Like you wanted to either prove to yourself or you wanted to prove to him? Both. Okay. It was a, yeah, it was both. I was like, I really want to prove to myself, prove to him. Uh, similar story to my second internship because yeah. I, after, oh, so NS caught up and I was like, okay, I have to stop my internship. And yeah. my fashion editor uh, who was working in a magazine she was just a bitch lah. She's yep. those like, like honestly, like, oh my gosh, you think of Devil's Wear Prada. Mm, okay. Similar, like, that. <laughs> wow. Be there. wow. Yeah, she was just like that lah. She was just, I remember first two ways I, I went to the office, hey babe, don't call me babe. I'm not your oh. babe. I was like, okay. <laughs> yes, boss. Yeah. yeah, then nearing the end term of my internship, she asked me, she was like, um, what do you, so what do you want to do after your you know, this internship. And I told her, I want to be a stylist because I've seen how a stylist work mm. for a magazine. I said, I want to yeah. be a stylist. And she, and she told me, you will never be a stylist. Okay. Man, I got the same exact thing. I love it. Now that they follow me so on right? Instagram and liking all my photos. <laughs> and I'm like, girl, look now. <laughs> like, yes. okay. Okay. Like, Did she yeah. tell you why? Or no, she just... was just being very cocky and like, just like, okay. Yeah, she's just being a cunt lah. I'm okay, so sorry, okay, but okay. like, yeah, she was. Yeah, she's the dragon hopefully, lady. Kind of uh, yeah, hopefully she's a better person now, if you're <laughs> listening. But yeah, yeah she, she said that to me and that made me even more hungry. Okay. I was like, first I got fired from that already. I was like, I'm going to prove. Second time, I'm going to even prove it harder to her. Yeah, yeah did um, freelance, did my portfolio, did all, all this kind of styling stuff. Um, yeah. You know, to build your portfolio, the first two years are the toughest. Uh, first two years, I know I went into NS straight away, right? But when NS came, I remember first week, you know, the BMT series, that kind of yes. thing. Like, I went in and I told my in-charge, I don't know if I'm going to get into trouble for this, like, government or, like, law-wise. But it's so long ago. Yeah, yeah, I know. So. But I went in and I told them, I said, um, uh, hey, I need to talk to you guys. Then the in-charge was like, come over. I was like, oh, what's it I just need to let you know, I'm yeah. here to fulfill my duties to yeah. the government, you know, to, to the country. And yep. because I have to oblige to this two-year yes. thing. yes. But I have no intention of signing on to with you guys. Yep. Mm-hmm. I have no intention of working here. I have a career outside. And mm-hmm. because of this, my career is being held up. Yep, yep. yep. Mm-hmm. I think he was very stunned. He was like, hey, first time somebody come up to me and tell me something like that. But <laughs> and he gives you extra. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I knew that I just had to let him know. Because mm. they, they was like, oh, you're not supposed to moonlight. You're not supposed yep. to. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. And he asked, he asked me, he was like, so what do you want? I was uh, like, huh? Surprise, opinion, huh? wow. <laughs> he asked me, what do you want? Yeah. He's like, uh, what? You say I also don't want to get into trouble. I I want everything to be a smooth journey for us. What What do you want? Yeah, <laughs> that was when. Oh shit! What I want? Uh, I also don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't oh, know. I just say only try my luck. You did not expect that answer. Yeah, then you I tried like, to smoke through. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow, I didn't expect this much. Sure, okay, lah, okay, lah. Um, I wanted to attend Fashion Week. <laughs> I need to attend Singapore Fashion. Week. Actually, no need, lah. But oh, I was yeah. like, I need to attend Singapore Fashion Week. Yeah. Yeah. Then he's like, how long is it? I say, oh, it's for one whole week. He said, okay, I'll give you gate pass. Oh. What is that? Um, you get to leave the camp at 6 but yeah. you have to come back by 12. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Every so day. So it's like a free pass. In BMT? Yeah, in BMT. Wow, okay. 
Uh, yeah, so I remember myself wearing skinny jeans under my police uniform. I was in police. Oh, you're in police? Yeah, I was in uh, police. I was yeah. wearing skinny jeans under my police uniform. Oh, kind of thing. Every time come out, was strip, you know, then put everything in the backpack. Chong, uh. Chong, Chong. MBS, you know, from, from Chachukang, take taxi all the way to MBS. Yeah. Uh. kind of thing. Yeah, so that happened. Yeah, then after that, post out, I was still moonlighting, doing mm. shoots, doing all this kind of like portfolio stuff. Yeah. Small clients, tiny, you know, tiny, tiny. Not like, to make any. Uh, yeah, so small, tiny clients. Uh, came out freelance yeah. first two years was the most tough because as a freelancer especially I didn't have a mentor Yeah, like uh, we were talking about oh, uh, about mentorship whether I started with a mentorship I said I kind of wish I had a mentor because when I didn't start off with a mentor um, the industry didn't took me like they didn't take me for serious no one was there to vouch for you there was no one there to vouch for me or, 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 uh, it, was, it was like a Hey, who is this Ginna? You know, like who gotcha. is this kid? Like, yeah. want to come into our industry and say that you know he had to be a stylist or something? Like twenty, twenty-one. It was probably like twenty, yeah, yeah. twenty years old. And you like, had no association. I had no association with right. anybody. Yeah, I was, I, I, you know, I just go for events. I was kind of thing, and like I t- introduced myself. So, oh, I'm a stylist. They're like, who are you? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And it was tough. I mean, there was no Instagram back then, right? You can't just no, show someone. No, there was no. Yeah, there wasn't okay. Instagram. There wasn't. Um, showing portfolios was you really had to had your physical file your portfolio where I tell every page of the magazine the okay. analog, the analog yeah, so yeah that was the analog without social media days yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. nobody even post stuff on Facebook you don't post your work stuff on Facebook yeah. kind of thing. it was Friendster you know mm-hmm. yeah 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 then um, do you remember your first styling gig then uh, first styling gig the first paid styling gig yes yeah also very lucky I think I it's really about right time right people um, first paid styling gig was I actually landed a cover shoot for August Man, not even Singapore, Malaysia. Is, is, that, very, is that very big? That's yeah. huge. To, to land a cover shoot. Okay. And it was for MTV VJ Art, remember? Oh, yeah. Oh, the yeah. Thai. Yeah, the Thai. <laughs> yeah. So, first, I did a cover. My first page shoot is actually a cover yep. wow. a celebrity and a non Singapore magazine. Ticking all the yeah. boxes. Yeah, yeah, then I was like, there, yeah. yeah, then I just had to bullshit my way as if I know everything. La. It's yeah. really. Faking till you make it. Was this through comms in an event, or do you just this was just through like emails or? just through like building my portfolio with photographers, kind right. of kind of thing. Then mm. photographers saying that hey, I know this stylist, he can do the job. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It yeah. was really just word of mouth kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that was my very first like paid like gig. International stylist yeah. now, you know. Well, like you I said, out. Singapore Magazine. I, I kind of think so because I really couldn't find any other reasons why they didn't want to hire or work with me mm-hmm. mm. but it's very small very clicky also yep. yeah. where they just want to support you know their own talents or this kind of thing so I I didn't have any local opportunities at all like the only local opportunities I had was really like you know small brands building up or this kind yeah. of thing it was still building my portfolio yep. yeah magazines just refused to work with me mm. I would go to events and people don't even want to talk to me mm. yeah they would just really give me the side eye or like even parties sometimes I see them and they'll give me the side eye and I, yeah it, it hurt me it really mm. hurt me so like I mean like I mean when you're saying that that like um, in Singapore it's so clickish yeah. right so it's like more like I would feel that you have to show your worth first before they even allow you to even have like a foot in I don't Rather even know whether like it's uh, proving your material kind of thing I think it's really just like who are you friends with uh, who do you know? Okay. You know, right. yeah. Who is this? Or, but I get it also now, especially this. Actually, this is my ten year this year. Wow, mm-hmm. congrats! In the industry, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, this is my ten year, and 
I see a lot of younger stylists who are coming in, you know, mm. then I start to complain. Then I was like, oh shit, I used to be that, that person also. Mm. Yeah. You know, I start to, not complain, but like, I'll complain about stuff about like, you know, their work ethics or how much mm. they charge or prices right. like that, you know, undercutting or kind of thing. Yeah, I get it. I, I get where they are coming from. So it's really like, you need to prove your worth. You need to make sure that mm. like, I'm not here to cheat anybody's money la, or to cut people's yeah. rice bowl. Yep. Like, yes. It's very protective because, like we said, the industry is so small. There's only that little drop, so many, so little magazines or accounts. Yeah. If you don't, I mean, if if somebody were to take my account, it means that I You're have this whole chunk. Yeah, 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 precisely. So I do get where they're coming from. Yeah. So saying that this is like it's been a decade. Um, mm. looking back on hindsight, do you think there were any inherent traits or personality quirks of yours that helped you through this decade? On hindsight. What do you mean? As in like, inherited trait from like, how I was in the beginning? Yeah. Like what do you carry on to today? Yeah. From when you first started? Wow. Okay, they have a nickname for me. Like, some of them, uh, they have a nickname for me. They always call me Ratchet Ren. La. Ratchet <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because they are like, they call me Ratchet Ren because, um, when I came into the fashion industry, like, uh, honestly, yeah, like, my, my, my qualifications are O-levels also. I came mm. from any normal chaos kind of thing. And like, yeah. I keep it very real. I try yeah. not to fake it. Mm. If I don't know, I don't know. Yeah. You know, okay. I, yeah, I keep it real. Right? If I like, I like it. If I don't like, I'll, also be, I, I'll voice out about it. Like, there's no point putting flowers and make everything look so like, mm. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, carry balls or kind of thing. For me, it's just, I just had to voice my opinion. Then they'll be like, wow, you damn wretched. You know, the way you, you like, you're like, huh, you work in fashion, but you can squat one corner and like smoke all this kind of thing. I was like, yeah, just be myself. Like, I mean, just yeah. be real. I yeah. think, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that carried on till now. Okay. Of course, there's the PR side where, you know, you deal with other clients, yeah. you had to bring your, your, your A game kind of yeah. like wear yes. my suits or this kind of thing. But I think why the brands like working with me now and why my clients like working with me right now is, is the relatability uh. of like just being able to like have a normal conversation rather than oh yeah I work in fashion we talk about Chanel only we talk about Gucci you know mm. we're gonna have high tea and drink yeah. that's a lot of what that's the impression a lot of people have the stereotypes like, right? stereotypes yeah. oh you work in high fashion oh that's yeah. oh, oh you talk about bags only is it Oscar yeah. no you wanna talk about gaming yeah I talk about I, I game you wanna mm-hmm. talk about mm-hmm. you wanna talk about where is the cheapest place to makan I talk about it also yeah, yeah. you know how to save money money budget trips Oscar I talk about it mm. yeah so I think that sets me Apart, apart yeah. from yeah. a lot of people, just being real, just up to the survivor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, just being real. Just yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. speaking of which, like with mm. with the whole being real in this industry, yeah. um, I'm assuming also when you say that that mm. in this industry, there's also a lot of people who are always on their quote unquote a game, mm. and that's in a sense where they would you say that the sense of reality gets blurred. Mm-hmm. As when with dealing with clients and stuff like so, sometimes the better way would be to be real and mm. be honest and say what you feel. I mean, to get the best I, product. I think I, I understand that you know about the A game thing because mm-hmm. I was mentally stuck in it. What do you mean? Uh-huh. So I, I for a period of my career, I think probably about two or three years into my career, mm. I thought the only way I could represent myself and get myself taken serious, mm-hmm. dress in branded stuff, talk nice. a certain way you know, act a certain way or mm-hmm. like, you know, in social media post a certain way. There was mm-hmm. a very stereotype, a fixed concept. There were even times where I would buy so much clothes that I couldn't afford where I would jeopardize what I want to eat based on fashion. 
Mm. Yeah, I would buy clothes just to like, okay, no, I got this event to go, I better dress something, better dress up nicely so people have a good impression or he's, you know, interested in us kind of thing. It's not cheap. I mean, fashion is not it's, cheap. Yeah. 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 And, <laughs> yeah, and I did that and I remember times where I'm just like, shit, I need my credit card bills, I can't pay. Yeah. All mm. kind of times and I'm like, then it hits me, I'm like, why the hell I do this to myself? Mm. You know what? I'm just gonna... If cannot afford, don't afford lah. Don't don't force it already lah. Mm. Was that fear in even taking that train of thought to the next level though? Um, taking the train of thought to I think yeah, like changing yeah the, yeah changing the lifestyle. Yeah, it was scary because I was like, oh shit, do I have to start from scratch? Uh, like you know, yeah, square one again. Well, people mm. will be like, will be like, oh, this neighborhood guy, yeah. you know, coming into fashion again. Oh, I thought he was you know all branded, all flashy, yeah. all kind of thing, and now go back into the whole stained Tampines, you know, neighborhood kind of boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I did fear, but it was more of a logical thing where I couldn't do it anymore. Mm. Yeah, that I did it. But at the end of the day, I felt like even when I move, I when I just be myself, my clients still came back to me, and that's yeah. what I appreciate. Then it, I realized I was like, why am I giving myself this added pressure? Mm. Yeah, that's uh, why am I faking this whole lifestyle and everything? Yeah, you know what? At the end of the day, if the client really want to work with me they work with me based on my eye and, you know, my, my creativity, my skill ethic. set, my work yeah. ethics, yeah. rather than how I dress, how I look, all this kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's who you are yeah. as, a, yeah. as a person. So touching on stereotypes, because uh, as an outsider looking in, mm-hmm. I'm very curious to know if there are any uh, certain stereotypes that you agree with or you disagree with. What kind of stereotypes? Like you name me a few and I see. Mm, particularly curious to know if there is working in the fashion industry okay. and all the adjacent uh, things with regards to fashion is there a pressure to always look good to always look your A game not in terms just in marketing not in terms just in speaking but how you dress how you how you present yourself really I mean I think it's the sad truth where your appearance and how you look and everything that is the first thing people judge yeah Yeah. it's a visual thing it's really a visual thing even before getting to know the person you judge somebody like, oh, they're dressed like that. It means that they're good, they're wealthy. They know how to hold themselves. They dress like that. Oh, they're homeless. Mm. Or even to it's like, a snap judgment, oh, you yeah. dress like that. You're a skater. You know, yeah, oh, yeah, you have yeah. tattoos. You are, you are another character. It's yes. the snap judgment. So it's really the first visual uh, thing that's very important. Yeah. So um, I don't think it's just a fashion thing. I think it's every industry okay. or going for a job interview kind of thing that yeah, you yeah, dress your, up. <laughs> your, how you present yourself, your first impression really matters. Mm. Yeah. So um, no, it's not just a fashion thing only. Okay. Yeah, I feel. Okay. So fashion, another stereotype is fashion is, it's a very broad um, uh, topic and mm. category, but mm. It's, it's always felt to me that it's it's a very opulent, it's a very... Unaccessible. Unaccessible. So so what's your take on that? Unaccessible, opulent. Okay. Um, I myself couldn't afford a lot of things. Do you okay. know? I mean, I, I mean, working in this for like 10 years, all this kind of thing, there's still a lot of things I really want, I really like, but I cannot <laughs> afford. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah like, like what? Like a... I mean, you look at the, you look through the magazine, like, hey, I want this jacket. How much are twelve thousand? Ah, yikes! <laughs> yikes! Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, then that's where we transition into. Yeah, fashion is expensive. If mm. you wanna keep onto, you know, your latest trends, what's out mm. there, I It is an expensive hobby. I'll say it's a hobby, but right. I think what people need to focus on is more on style rather than fashion, because at the end of the day, it's what you put on yourself, how you carry it, your character, your personality. This t-shirt could look 
you know, this a normal H&M t-shirt that costs like what, 20 bucks. Yeah. Put on uh, this guy would look cheap. You put on this guy could look expensive. How come? You know, people have this visual. Could look expensive. Uh, oh, people think it's expensive. It's just because you wear it, it's like, oh, this a uh, confirm expensive one. Or, you know, this actor wear, wow, confirm expensive one. This is not, mm. you know, kind of thing. It's really about how you carry yourself, all this kind of thing. So I think uh, style is not just based on clothes also. It's about character. Mm. And yeah, it's about branding. It's a personal branding thing. Yeah. yeah. So that's why when people ask me like, oh, yeah, fashion stylist, what, like, also you deal with clothes, I was kind of thinking, I said, no, I mean, even with my artists that I work with, we are not just working on how to dress yourself. A lot of people can do that. Yes. Mm. Yeah. We are working about building a brand. Yeah. yeah. How are you going to brand yourself? How are you going to, you know, put yourself into this, um, I wouldn't say fake a status, mm. but I would say more of like, uh, make yourself have a signature you know it's, it's more of like creating a signature look so people could remember especially being an artist you need to be memorable yes. it's a branding it's, it's a branding a, thing it's, it's a, a branding, branding thing yeah. it's not faking something it's enhancing and just mm-hmm. yeah it's enhancing and making uh, a statement so that you know a consistency yeah feels almost philosophical like you have to it create is. a separate persona for this person yeah. enhancing I think enhancing is a I very interesting word to use I mean, yeah yeah because I have artists who I work with um I've artists who actually come towards me, brand new artists who come towards me and they're like, Ren, I need a new look. You know, I'm going to release my, my first single and I was kind of thing like, uh, can you help me plan out a route for me? I was kind of thing. A thinking. route? Like, Interesting. Off, like how to slowly, you know, get... You know, trajectory. Endo- yeah, yeah, like uh, endorsements and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff also. Like a pop star, what am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I cannot change who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to give you, okay, you... You are. Uh, you need to be this robotic kind of. It's a very um. Yeah, K-pop that like to do this kind of stuff. It's very robotic. Where it's like your nose need to look like that. Your eyes need mm. to look like that. You know, your mm. hair has to be this length. You girls need to dress like that. I said I can't do that because at the end of the day you're faking it. And and I mean I myself I know that if the more you fake it the, it's very easy to spot whether you're faking it. Because at the times where you're just so exhausted and so tired, you're just gonna fall back into your real self. Yeah. Then people will, people will start questioning and like eh. I thought this girl was all about the opulence, about you know, or the swag. She's a, she's a hip hop girl. She's yep. all kind of yeah. thing. But hey, how come now she's like quiet, timid mouse, all kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, kind of thing. So it's yeah, it's uh building a. Oh my god, which question are we at? How come I went all the way so far? <laughs> but like, yeah, there's so many things to talk about. But like, yeah, we were asking about like uh, like enhancing, right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't think my job is not to create something my job is to enhance and find a better route for the person because I think anybody can be a star anybody can be a star anybody can be a star anybody honestly it's a it's a I feel like it has I have put this to there's a template already it feels like there's a sort of a template you know Mm -hmm. it varies for different things but if they follow it how you build your social media how you build your presence all this kind of thing who to affiliate with in terms of branding or this kind of thing I think anybody can be a star so it goes beyond just mere clothes uh. yeah it's just mere, it's not just mere clothes you know yeah. yeah it's a it's a yeah it's it's yeah that's why when people ask me they're like hey um, you just do fashion or this kind of thing I said, actually I'm working I do a lot of branding related stuff yep. yeah they were like oh why do you want to call yourself like an agency or like a brand mm. I was like I don't want I really don't want because my main focus and my main love is still because I started all this because of fashion fashion mm. yeah. yeah purely because of fashion like I do things out of shock factor <laughs> why call shock factor at the, I, I mean and, you know, at the end of the day I see the end product yeah. wow can be damn shit do a lot of shit you know but like 
when I see the emperor, I'll be like, wow, okay, I like. Yeah. Okay, you pay me, you pay me peanuts. Wow, shock factor good. You pay me more money, even more shock lah. But yeah, I was yeah. like, okay, but you know, the shock factor is the one that still keeps me. You need to be passionate about what you do. You need yeah. to love what you do, because if you're just doing it out of money, yeah. Um, no, you won't survive in this game, lah. I don't. I don't think. Yeah, fashion is something. So money um, shouldn't be the end goal. I mean, money is important. Everybody needs of money course. to survive. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that being said, yeah, like some clients need to pay me a little bit more, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, money is important, yep. definitely. Is there, need, a re- is, there yeah. a, sorry, is there a recent example uh, that comes to mind about this shock factor you're talking about? Um, so there are like jobs like... Okay, let's, let's talk about music videos now. We talk about yeah. artist music videos. Like we said, you know, this is also new and everything. So we don't get top dollar uh, when it comes to music videos, like you know your your America's uh, you know production with the big budgets. Yeah. Big budgets. We're talking yeah. about like six figure budgets, all this kind of thing. Sometimes, it, honestly, uh, if they give you a ten k budget, right, sometimes I'll be like, wow, I got ten k. Ten k for the stylist yeah. or ten k for no, the entire the whole entire thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> wow, they're very happy already. You know, they're yeah. like, yeah, we got ten k. I was like, ha. Huh. How to pay everybody ten k? <laughs> yeah, one music video is not a two man show. You know, yeah. it's like uh, we're talking about. Sometimes yeah. a crew of more than 30 people yep. yeah. that's working mm-hmm. on a music video. Yep. By the time you split everything, a lot of times... Okay, so I've done music videos. I've done 13 music videos in 13. this two years. I've done 13 years. Oh, that's in a, this that's, two years? That's a lot. That's <laughs> yeah. a lot. It's I, I, have, I think I have the record of the most music video stylists <laughs> ever. But in, within two years, I've done 13 music videos. Yeah. And music videos is not a money-making thing. Mm. Like Because yeah, like I said, a lot of the music videos we do are like minimal budgets. It's more of me help coming on board and say that, like, hey, let me help you. I say, okay, can I help you? And most of the time, I actually come up with my own money mm. when it comes to music videos. You're like, I was like, there's no way. You, three, four days, sometimes a two-day shoot, three-day shoot, then you want to have so many changes or looks at clothes. There's a lot of times I come up with my own money. I was like, because I don't want my product looking cheap or looking or looking like, you know, like, yeah, just I just don't want my product looking cheap. Yeah. You know, it's not something I'm proud of because... If I were to do a, okay, you pay me $200, I give you a $200 job. I'm going to put in so much time. I'm going to feel exhausted and don't feel happy about it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I say the shock factor, the, the quality of the shock factor thing coming. I would rather spend a little bit more money. Yeah. Rather put my 101% in it. Yeah. When the product come out, it's good. I know I did my part there already. I'm yeah. like, wow, this is shock. You know, compared to, a, compared to a commercial job where a client could pay me straight away market rates. You know, they'll pay me market rates. Hey, you help me style the new um, MOM campaign or kind of thing. Yeah, with the Uniqlo t-shirt, help me poo poo or kind of thing. Yeah, they can pay me $12,000 for that. Mm. I've ever done jobs like that. Mm. Poo poo poo. I don't feel shook, la, but the money shook. La. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's kind of thing. Yeah, so I always have to balance out commercial work with passion projects. And then you use that money that you earn in the Uniqlo. Then poo-poo it goes back. Yeah, so <laughs> it comes with, you know, the, the, you know the, the Uniqlo t-shirt they have to adjust. And like, wow, beautiful. <laughs> that's kind of thing. But those kind of those clients yeah. who like to hear this kind of thing, yes. I have to come up with this kind of stuff. He was like, "Oh, you pay me twelve thousand dollars just to say, wow, beautiful, awesome. Come, let me put hey, pause, pause, pause. Let me go check it out. This kind of thing, you know, put on this show for you. Yeah, wayang, yeah, wayang for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Then, then later to pay for all these smaller, I mean, these passion projects that make me feel satisfied and this kind of thing. I'm not saying that I'm doing a slip shot work at my commercial projects, lah. Yeah, I mean, of course, I have to yeah. Of course, yeah. Yeah. of course not. Yeah, but it's just um, that's how I balance things up. That's how I keep myself sane." Yeah, because if I was to go for money and I just do commercial, yeah, commercial pay a lot. I do five, six commercial, but like, it would drain me like emotionally and mentally. Yeah, yeah to the point where like, I'm, I'm just, a, yeah, I don't want to feel like a robot. I feel, uh, yeah, mm. that shock factor is the one that keeps me like, hey, 
I wake up and I feel good about it. I, I go for the shoot, I feel good about it. I don't want to dread waking up to go to work. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I still do my passion projects. La. So yeah. so we were talking previous, uh, mm. b- before you came and I think Ritz mention, mentioned that you did Jasmine Soko's yeah. Starling. So could could you share a little bit about as as much as you can? Oh, I love that girl. Like how like how did you yeah. bring out because she already had somewhat of a style. Yeah. I think so, the style is very unique. Yeah. Even, yeah. So yeah. how do you even make that even more unique and make it even more extravagant? Do you, do, you, do you remember the first interaction you had with her and what what you guys talked about? Are you guys open? Are you open to sharing? Oh, the, okay. Yeah, yeah, I can share with Jas- about Jasmine Soko. Um. Okay. I think Warner will let me share. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's all positive. I think yeah. I, I've always good things to talk about that girl. Um. Before she was signed with a label, um, her music video came out. The one where she was wearing, you know, that um, that. That that it wasn't her cage visor, it was the VR The VR the red, blue and uh green sort of remember that music yeah. video. Yeah, she was wearing the VR thing and that was then I actually had a few friends in that music video who were her co stars right. for that music and uh Ellie L forty. Ah yes. L forty yeah. used to assist me, funny story. She oh, used to okay. assist me. So when she did that music video, that's how I got to know first. Because I was like, hey, this girl inside the music video. She's also another like fashion. Yeah, now, she's, she's, now she's based in New York. She's like a stylist yeah, like or like influencer a... stylist or so. Yeah. Okay. Then I work uh then I saw that music video and I uh I was like, hey, this Jasmine girl, damn interesting. Her sound also very interesting. It's not something that I really heard of in the pop scene, especially working with the Willows and yeah. like working with you know, after Willows I also work with Cesare and Tabitha and all this. But Jasmine's sound was so different. I didn't even know what genre to put her in. Mm. And I was like, wow, damn cool. Wear visor or, you know, <laughs> wow, like this alter ego kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. And I, I, I'm a comic book geek. Like, I love okay. my comic books. I'm a Marvel fan. So, when I saw that, I was like, wow, she looks like a superhero. Gotcha. I like. And in my mind, I kind of put myself where they say, yeah, I don't know where this girl is. But I know she was an independent artist. I right. knew, definitely, okay, even worse, if you don't have a label backing you up, how is she going to afford Starly's fee or something? Kind of I yes. don't think they would think about stuff like that. So I was like, um, I didn't think much about it. Then I met her at an event. She actually performed for Gucci. Oh, yeah, mm. she was performing for Gucci before. Uh, then she was performing for Gucci. Then I, I texted her. I was like, mm. hey, let me meet you. And uh, I think she was very close to Martin, who was the director who did uh, uh, yes. her previous uh, two music videos. Uh, Martin and her were close friends. Mm. Uh, also another amazing, talented director in Singapore that... Um, he introduced me to Jasmine. He yeah. was like, oh, you know, this is Jasmine Soko. And I got shocked. Mm. Disappointed and shocked at the same time because <laughs> this girl that I see on the music, uh, on the music, I was like, wow, this girl damn badass, you know, dressed all black. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I met her and she was like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> and I need the, no, the, the, the ASMR like, hi. Yeah. I just kind of like, you're not exaggerating. It's, it's I'm not exaggerating. Like, that's how, that's how, she's this really how she interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. Oh, mm. nice to meet you. And I was like, Night and day. This yeah. girl is a mouse. I'm yeah. like, wow. Yeah, like, yeah. like, wow. I was so amazed. I was like, where did this Soko persona came out at all? Then, uh, I just told her, I was like, and I remember telling her, I was like, I would love to work with you. And I'm ho- hopefully there will be one day, there will be, have the chance, we'll work together. Yeah. Then when she released, uh, well, before Tired, what was that? Hurt. 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 Yeah, hurt. And she did Hurt. That was the first music video she did with Martin. And I, how did I met Martin before that? I met Martin. I met Martin on another music video set oh, for Tabitha Nouser. Yeah, oh, yeah okay. I think so. Yeah, I think that was after Tabitha Nouser. So I met Martin there. Then Martin told Soko, I said, like, Look, I want to work with Randolph and I think he can help you. Went down for a few meetings with her. I think Martin and I created such a different take on the 
the past Soko to the I mean to the hurt Soko. Yeah. Yeah. Because Martin had this idea. Martin is a visionary. Like mm-hmm. he comes up with all these mood boards. Come out, I was kind of think, oh, I want her to be this specific way, this kind of style, this kind of we let's try this mask or kind of stuff. Yep. Yeah, and I was like, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. And it was so tough in the beginning because she's a new artist. Mm-hmm. Nobody know who she is. Mm. As in, like, uh, she had her own indie following. I would get. I, I would say, but yeah, uh, she wasn't mass, yes. you know, pop. And uh, I had to talk to brands, even though working with other artists already. I still had to t- convince them and say that, hey, trust me, you know, she can one. Mm. Yeah, yeah you me. still have to convince them. Yeah, I still have to convince yeah. them. I was like, but you need to trust me. This girl can. You listen to her first. Uh, her style was cutting. This is the music video concept we're doing. I was cutting. Um. I think only out of 10 people I emailed or called, uh, I think only two people responded to it. Wow. Oh, the rest wow. all rejected. Mm. I said, I'll take with that too. Yeah. Mm. Let's go with that too. And uh, her wardrobe, we did five looks. Two looks were the brands that agreed. Mm-hmm. One look, I had to fly to Jakarta to get from a Jakarta designer. Wow. Wow. Because wow. I was like, I was like, okay, Singapore don't want to support, right? I go okay. outside and support. I find all those like the Jakarta designers or kind of thing. I went out over. I um I get stuff from this guy called Harry Halim, okay. who's now big also because he dresses like Cardi B. Oh yeah. wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What? it all evolves. It all evolves. But yeah. um, that's great. That sounds. Yeah, I mean, oh no, this is nothing on me, but this is him. But yeah, yeah like, <laughs> but like yeah. Uh, so we met, uh got stuff from Harry Halim. I bought stuff online for her to wear. Oh wow. Yeah, I bought. I bought. I was like, I I think I spent about at least six thousand. Wow. On that on that video. And and because she wasn't signed with anything or this kind of thing, I was only being paid a thousand dollars. Yeah. But still more than the first music video. But yeah. Yeah, I was like, mm-hmm. hey, um, I'll do it. I'm interested. This is a this is a project I think that could Is it out of on hindsight, is it just really interest? Mm-hmm. On yeah. hindsight, it was really interest. And, and wow. interest and potential business. Gotcha. I, yeah, yeah, because I, I really look at it as I think this girl can make it also. Yeah. I wanna That's invest faithful, my money. Yeah. That's the potential. Yeah, I'm gonna roll my money in this and like invest. Yeah. Yeah, so we did that music video. The end results was, I mean, I love it. It, it looked yeah. really good. It looked international and like, it was one of the strongest, I would say, music videos. One of my favorite. Her? I'm so sorry, but yeah, like, it's my favorite Her, out yeah. of all the music videos. I, I, I think like, even like with a lot of my yeah. friends who are just not like in the mm-hmm. arts industry, mm-hmm. they even like ask me about, hey, have you heard about this like single called Jasmine Soko? I was like, yeah, I know who Jasmine Soko is. Yeah. And then they're like, like, is she US one, right? I said, no, man. Local, yeah. bro. Local. Everything all made local. Music video also, everything's made local. Yeah, but they saw that, they was like, wow, they're high production. I was kind of thinking, I'm sure Martin yeah. himself came out with a lot of money doing it also. I'm mm-hmm. sure I was kind of, it was, it was a lot of us coming out as a group of friends who wanted a vision, wanted to put out our style mm. and yes. our concept art. Yes. Say, let's do this. Let's do this. I mean, uh, Yang did the set. Yeah, uh, she did yeah, the set. Yang yes. did the set yeah. for, uh, for Hurt also. And mm. all of us, I remember it was... Nick, Nick was involved too. Yeah, Nick oh. was involved. Yeah. <laughs> was, yeah, Nick was yeah. involved. It yeah. was I, was, I was there actually like shoving the set. It was... Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it was all of us <laughs> Everybody just came in to help. Yeah. Yeah. Came out to help because we really just believe in the product that mm-hmm. I think it's going to be good. That's kind of thing. And we want to do the best out of it. Yeah. 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 Video came out and wow, that video hit so many views, so many yeah. comments when when quite viral, man. Viral. Yeah. It did so well. It was trending. It was all kind of thing. Yeah, then um slowly she got even picked up by a record label and all yeah. kind of thing. And I think from that music video itself, I put her in the most uncomfortable things. Like mm. she she could tell you lah, like, um it's the very first time she ever painted her nails. Wait, what? Life. <laughs> oh wow. Wow. Yeah. It's the first time she walked in the hills. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. 
uh, uh, so, so I was the one that actually convinced her to put no, is it heels or makeup? It was one of those, but a lot of first times were right. done. Yeah. A lot of the first times and um I think it worked both ways. It worked well thankful that she trusted me. Yeah. Also at the same time. And she was willing to, you know, experiment. Push, yeah, yeah. Experiment and push out of boundaries or uh that she developed, you know, this whole style that she has right now. La. I yeah. mean I mean like sounds like so far like what I've been hearing is like you're not just you're more than just a stylist. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're also there to I can be your counselor. I can yeah, that's all. Exactly. Counselor. Yeah, yeah. 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 You're like yeah. there to nurture yeah. they are who they are as a yeah. person and give them and try to bring them to the next potential. I came into this. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah. I mean, um, I had a colleague who back then when I was working at events, he asked me. He was like, "What do you, you know, what makes you happy?" Yeah. Yeah. And I was like. Makes me happy. Like, huh? What kind of question is this? Like, uh, uh, God? <laughs> spending money, like going, yeah. you know, holiday shopping. I was going yeah. say, no, that's material. What makes you happy? It's like, some, uh, it's like, then she say it's, it could be as easy as waking up to drink a cup of coffee that could make you happy. I was kind of thing, but you need to find it for yourself. You need to discover I was kind of thing. Yeah. It took me a while, but I remember I was working, so during the freelance dance, I was even working in Bangkok for a period of time. Yeah. I woke up one day and I was just like, I know what makes me happy. Helping someone else makes me happy because like being able to share makes me happy. Yeah, so I think that's how it kind of evolved into this whole trade that I'm doing yeah. right now because being able to just share my experience or like share other ways of like, you know, just being the person standing behind like looking at the bigger picture, I was like, oh, maybe you can try this, maybe you can try that kind of thing and all coming up from experience. That makes me happy because like, yeah, I've been through it myself. I, I want you to benefit out of whatever mistakes I've done also. Wow. Yeah. So uh yeah, that makes me happy lah. Basically that's why I that's why I do what I do. And that has stuck with you since you yeah, had a revelation. Yeah. So like yeah, that's why I work with working with artists and um uh there was this question being thrown. I did a panel and somebody asked me, he said, Oh, so what is it like now being friends with being your friends? work? you know, like, you know, work and friends. Okay. You know, work life and yep. friends, you know, as much as I want to say that I don't want them to mix is really a part of my life. Yeah. Where like most of the artists, because we're such a personal connection, we will start yeah. to chit-chat each other's houses, that kind of thing. Yep. It's, it's inevitable. You cannot, and yeah, it's inevitable. Must it. Must yeah. embrace it. Like, I hate it because in my business sense of mine, I tell myself that when this happens, oh, this is the part where like, eh, Cheaper a bit leh. Hey, you know, uh, don't you la, like, yeah. you know, you know this, kind of, this kind of stuff where yeah. you have to deal with where like if you are just pure business, you're like, no, cannot. Yeah. I'm not gonna do this kind of thing. But now you're like, never mind, I help you. Never yeah. mind, I help you. Never mind, I help you. Yeah. It's more altruistic la, to yeah. a certain degree. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. Um There's a lot of things I want to talk about. Fuck. Um yeah, my, <laughs> we talk about a lot of things. Yeah, we just keep jumping here. There is um you talk about working with local artists. Yeah. Um I'm curious to know if being in this industry, um, do you think there's a stigma attached to local content? Till now, yes. Okay. Even with the advent of the Sam Willows, Jasmine Soko, and all the other amazing people and working in the creative industry and producing uh, local content, there is still a stigma. I mean, from the from the social media side of things, yeah, everything looks very good right now. Like we have, you know, wow, this artist, wow, EMA nominated, you know, yeah. oh, we got yeah. this international famous kind of thing. But it's sad that our the locals themselves don't support local. And mm. it's quite evident, I feel like. Um as much as I hang out with, you know, the whole, you know, the, the group of them who I see their fans, those kind of thing, I I think that, oh, you know, there's support for and love for the local community. 
it's not just a musician kind of thing. I think it's even through like a brand kind of thing where like if I put two things on the table, I'll be like, oh, this apple is from Tiong Bahru and this apple is from Orchard Road and same price. Yeah. You know, I'm not even talking about different countries. We're just talking about like just different um, places. Places. <laughs> yeah. Not even countries. Which one will you buy for the same price? Oh, I buy the Orchard one. Like, Orchard one is more atas. You, you, know, you can't like, really tell. You, you can't yeah. rationalize it, isn't it? Yeah, you just, yeah, you just, you're just like, oh, I don't know. Leh. I think more atas. Leh. So I go for it. So it's like, you know, international music also like, yeah, yeah I feel cooler if I relate myself <laughs> to, to a Western like, media, a, Western media, a mm-hmm. K-pop yeah. media, or even a J-pop media. You know, I feel, yeah. I feel cooler that way. But when it comes to local music, I've, I have met friends or even my personal friends who, who straight away just turns into, and I still don't get it. It just turns into hate. Huh? Yeah. Strong word. Wow. Oh. I, yeah. I would, like what? Like what? Hate. For example, you'll be like, 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 based on just being obli- or just you know just being oblivion yeah. or like you know because I I myself like I said when I start I was like, I don't even know local music uh. the only music I know is whatever on my Spotify list or yeah. YouTube that was playing or the radio that was playing yeah. you know so to me I was like huh, local music uh. local equals cheap is it you know kind of mm. kind of kind of mindset yeah, yeah so even till now yeah we have all our artists you know who are like who I could say are really at international levels really and representing mm. Singapore um Singapore itself, it's still sad that we do not have like the full support we need from, you know, local, being Singaporeans ourselves. From our own yeah. people. To our own people, yeah. yeah. Do you think it's important for like... Lo- the, I don't think the- you need to love. Mm. I don't think you need to be like a hardcore groupie fan and love Oscar Day, but I just think you need to educate yourself or to know what's out there mm. or to just be acceptance of like, yeah, it's a craft also. He's doing a trade mm. that is something that you probably is doing, you know, in your office job. It's also work what yeah. you know, it's also craft. Everybody is working very hard. It's just a different skill set. La. And they just need to recognize that. Yeah. Do you think because it's an artistic medium that um it is not as valued as much as a, a different profession? Just because it is artistic. Because being Yeah, being an artist because there's no set rules. There's no like Yeah. Yeah. Because in, in a pragmatic sense of the word, uh. in a pragmatic society being an artist uh. in every sense of the word there is little value unless we ascribe value to it mm. so as for example being like a doctor there is a certain value to it because you can heal yeah, you, you can, can heal. diagnose but being an artist what is the value unless it's bringing beauty do you think it's just because of that that it isn't that it boils down to perhaps simple education being exposed to more uh, artistic practices when you're young um, like, you know, for me, I came from just purely fashion background. I was kind of thing. I didn't know what music was. I honestly didn't know that. I Till now, maybe more knowledgeable <laughs> on the technical <laughs> side. Yeah. Yeah, like, to me, I was just like, oh, okay, love, sound good. Love. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah. oh, they're like, no, cannot. This one is that what they went into the like, whole technical aspect of music. Like, how many mm. layers they are in music. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's actually quite similar to fashion also. I yeah. was like, wow, it's so many layers also that, that, People just also oh un- unreachable uh, to be yeah. a pop star also cannot be a scout. It's actually a lot of layers also. Yeah. And um then for me, uh understanding like you know, speaking the language or kind of thing, I don't I feel like music at the end of the day, I've seen how when when you know, like for example the Sam Willows, yeah. where they perform mm-hmm. overseas or scout, I follow them with gigs overseas. And I've seen how crowds and they always say that oh music is a universal language. Yes. Yeah. It's very true. Cause mm-hmm. At the end of the day, nobody can understand the language you are singing. Some of them, like, you know, a foreign, a foreign language. Yeah. 
I, I have now I have Russian stuff in my playlist I have all <laughs> weird I mean Thai also in yeah. my playlist those kind of thing I don't understand what they're speaking about <laughs> but it feels like a, you, it's a feeling it's an emotion I mm-hmm. get from music yeah it, that makes me feel good yeah. or gives me a certain uh, yeah like I say it's a trigger it's an emotion thing it's more of an emotional thing to me that um, I don't think it's not helping at all it does help people relate to a certain level lah. yeah and music is more than just like the lyrics you hear isn't it it's yeah. the entire package yeah yeah i mean if you were to really just sit down and break down a song and all this kind of thing your point first thing people will listen to like for example like a taylor swift song let's say yeah. you're just like, oh we like taylor because i like taylor Swift. then later you break down to the lyrics oh it's a different layer hey how come she's using this beat it's a different layer how come she's using this kind of you know mm, why is she singing yes. in this level it's a different kind of thing it's like yeah, there's so many other layers that can you find be more similarities to like the, yeah. the fashion and styling. The fashion and styling itself. So that's how I mean, vice versa. When I introduced Narelle to fashion, or even Nathan Hartono, who yeah. who who refused to, I like, ah, I don't understand fashion, lah. Then I don't know, ah. Mm, interesting. Yeah, but this is how the did thing that work? Like, yeah. yeah, when you go to the point of like, ah, I don't know. That's why I don't wanna. I don't wanna be a part of. Um, I think that's scary because. Uh, it will really change if somebody open up their mind. So, good examples, Narelle or even Nathan, they actually like went for fashion weeks. They have seen how clothes are made. They have seen, you know, why is it priced like that? Why are people wearing it this way? Kind of thing. Then they were like, oh shit, it's such a deep level when it comes to fashion also. It's not such a surface yeah. you know, kind of thing where people where people think like, you know, musicians, oh, very surface only what? Yeah, you sing only what? What? All kind of thing. It's a whole deeper level to it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just like like thinking it's like anything that has to do with art in this realm of art. Uh-huh. Like, it's not what it seems. It's not what it's it never seems. What it it's seems. never surface value. Yeah. Uh, it's never... Yeah, so like, 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 like I started the introduction and said that, look, I'm a fashion stylist. Yeah. Yeah, I could just stop there but actually if people bother to really ask or get to know the content or the subject... Mm-hmm there's so many other layers yeah. that's inside. So it's really yeah. about just taking that few seconds of time or to just really understand something and be open to know about it or keen mm-hmm. to know about it. That would really, I think that would stir more interest in you. Yeah, mm-hmm. stir more interest. And, and who knows, by bring out something that you are interested in also, like mm. to lead to an even bigger conversation. It all seems very organic. Yeah. yeah, because I think, I would like to think that it used to be a much simpler time before the internet where mm. people are really... Um, confined within the, the the label of work, yeah. the label of profession that you are. So, for example, let's say you are a teacher mm. or you're a doctor, you're a lawyer. So, mm. your, your work and everything uh, feels, uh, it, it is always within those realms. But mm. it feels like these days, with the internet and everything, you are more than just one thing and you're not just confined to, f- like, like a stylist. Yeah, you, do not. you do so much more. Yeah. I don't know if that's a product of technology or if... if, if uh, if things have been like that all this well and just because we have the means to to do mm. more these days. Mm. Yeah, what, what what's your take on that? I you, mean, because uh, I, I came from both old school to like my, my you know, transition was really from like I was saying, no social media, no port, uh, really about portfolio. There was no even putting out your website or kind of thing. Yeah. Just selling yourself based on word of mouth and portfolio. Then it transitioned to the whole digital like social media kind of thing. Um, I think till now also when... So I don't even I cannot consider myself Lao Tiao because honestly I because I was in that transition period. <laughs> transition. You know, yeah, I was really in that transition period. Then I consider myself millennial. So like, eh, hey, cannot leh. Like 
a bit awkward. Eh? Awkward also. <laughs> like, already. Like, like, already, but like, eh, awkward. Eh? Yeah. Also, then I was like, okay, I'm, I'm really in a transition period where I get to see both how it all evolve. Mm. Where there's the Lautia batch of who, who are in the creatives who are just like, huh, content creator? Yeah. Huh, Instagrammer? What is this? Like, you know, yeah. or like makeup artists uh, inst- from Instagram or this kind of thing. Like, what is this? And they shun all these people. They, they shun? Yeah, they, they are like, no, we went through the proper route of doing without me- social media, no Photoshop, no, no, this kind, of, this kind of thing. I respect, yes, it's really art, it's really a craft. But then we have the, you know, the social media makeup artists. The new artists, school, yeah. The new school who are like, oh, you know, um, we have to draw triangles for contour, we have to do circles, all this kind of thing. And they're like, oh, no, this is such a social media thing. And they are not artists. Yeah, it's, mm. you, you know, the, the Lao Tia also say, no, they are not artists. They are not makeup artists. Why do they call themselves makeup artists? But they are artists because, you know, art is something that shouldn't be... Um, there's not one way. There's no one way to art. It's, it's not one way to art at all, I feel. And that specific makeup that the veterans and what I feel like a lot of experienced makeup artists, good. I mean, yes, it's skill and all this kind of thing and nothing wrong about that. But same for the new age also where I don't think there's anything wrong because it's catered to a certain look, a certain... So what she... What she probably they feel like that because like I said, you know, uh, like, oh, people scared to lose their jobs or this kind of thing, right? Yeah, you know, new age, you know, this kind of thing. But her skill set could be suitable for another cli- uh, clientele. Yeah. Yeah, your skill set are, are suitable for another clientele. Like me as a stylist because I normally pick the talents based on my the project that I want to work with. I, I really reach out, oh, I know this person better in contour. Oh, I know this person better in contour. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so sometimes I, why I pick like even the new age or this kind of thing because as small as we are, there's still a market for a certain craft or a certain skill set. So, yeah, then um, that being said, that's why there's this there's this um, gap that nobody just... I think there's a gap between new age and old age where I think nobody just want to communicate with each other. Yeah. They, oh, really? Yeah, they, it's a it's a very like, oh, you Instagram makeup artist, oh, you lots of makeup artist kind of thing. Or like, oh, you Instagram stylist, you call yourself a stylist, oh, you're an influencer, I'm a magazine editor. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, interesting, you know, kind yeah. of thing. Or even, no, let's not even talk about fashion. Let's go into like, you're an indie musician, I'm a label musician kind of thing. Where yeah. like, huh. there's always that, you feel like there's a wall that couldn't be broken. Yeah. yeah. There's that line uh, there's that, that nobody line. wants to cross. Yeah. Then later where like, oh, you find out more about this person, oh, he cannot, he undercharged, oh, why he, like those kind of thing. There's always a little bit of things sparks a conflict rather than a conversation, mm. which I feel like I feel like it's important to just sit down and have conversations. I think a lot of things, a lot of bitterness, a lot of a lot of um, disputes between these two transition generation can yeah. be solved if they are willing to sit down and have conversations and talk. Communication, also, communication, right? just being open. Yeah, or even to have yeah. someone mediate the conversation. Yeah, to me, yeah. I I would oh. I would think that. An easy solution would be to have conversation. Yep. But yeah. I, I personally think that one reason why it's not happening is because feeling bitter. Bitter? La. It's ego. It's feeling a bitter feels good. Yeah. Perhaps yeah. it fuels a certain part of the brain. And maybe that's why. Who knows mm. here, really? I mean, yeah, you feel a hierarchy thing makes you feel like, oh, you're mm. another level up. Yes. You know, kind of thing. That's why That's why I think it still exists. It still happens. Mm. Nobody wants to be, oh, I'm all equal. I was yeah. Kind of thing. yeah. I would like to touch on the social media thing next. Yeah, but cool. before that because you were talking about working with Martin and yeah. I think, uh, when we started the podcast you were talking about choosing your team yeah. I think that is particularly fascinating because uh, we had a previous episode with Martin and ah, from the perspective yeah. of a director yeah. and he was talking about 
working with a team, mm. choosing the right people for the team. Same with uh, Len, Len Chai as yeah. a photographer, being being artistically involved in, in the shoots, the prep and everything, but having the macro view as well mm. of be, working working with a team. So mm. I'm just very curious as to, have you always been... Uh, been been able to see the strengths of of the different teams because you're talking about how how this particular makeup artist is, is, yep. is, has 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 a better grasp on contouring and stuff like that. And yep. These are the little little nuances that you must be able to pick up mm-hmm. just by either by observing or by I guess analyzing their work. Mm. So I think the question really is, how does one go about learning things like this? Is it just on the fly, just doing like a large volume of work and when, when you're reflecting about your work, you think about these things? It's a lot of study, a lot of background research on what they do. And, and fortunately, because with social media, you could see a lot of what people post. And like, yeah. you know, from there, I, I would really study the trend or like, you know, sometimes I'll give myself opportunities. I'll be like, let's try. I want to work with this person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it's a smaller job, but I want to call him. I just want to see how my vibe, you know, we yeah. talk about working with team. It's yeah. about, you know, the vibe, the energy, all yeah. this kind of stuff. Yeah. It's about uh, finding your team. A lot of times, say find your team. There is definitely a core team that I, 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 I will go to. And it's those kind of teams where we don't even have to speak and we know what we want. Is that a trial by fire thing? Um, yeah. It okay. was really a trial by fire. Yeah. It was based on like slowly different groups like just split, split, split. Then you just keep joining until you're comfortable with that team where you know you go on set. We're just like, everybody speaks the same language. Um, yeah, we don't even have to show people reference. We don't have to... I think, yeah, you start off by, you know, you, you show your friend. You a know, awkward lah. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, hey, uh, what do you think uh, if we try this? What do you think? Uh, try this? Oh, the person willing to try. So, hey, this person also willing to try. This photographer willing to try. So, okay, we do together. We like each other's energy. We like each other's work. Keep continuing, keep continuing. Yeah, then. But um, teams are important. But I think that... Um, teams are important. But I feel it's also very important to look outside rather than just mm. working with your team. Because sometimes when you work with your own team, yes, you produce amazing work, kind of thing. That's when you get too comfortable. Yeah, Interesting. I, and I feel like work, uh, being too comfortable could suffer because if what if one person from the team could never knock on wood, you know, go into an accident yep. or like just don't want to do this anymore, you're going to struggle. You're going to struggle. I've seen, I've seen other artists who die, die. I only work with this photographer. I only work with this makeup artist. Or like for example, a makeup artist who died, I only want to work with this photographer. This photographer left the country. Cannot really. She cannot. Because people... Oh, really? Yeah, because the vision is... For example, like... For example, like... Um, let's uh, take it to another sense. It's like... Oh, Randolph is... If it's... Oh, Randolph is Willow Stylist. Mm-hmm. So like, if the Willow is leaving... No, but Randolph is Willow Stylist one. I cannot use Randolph as kind of thing. Or I cannot mm-hmm. work with Randolph, you know, because exclusive. It makes it very exclusive, very clicky. Yep. Yeah. So I think it's very important to expand. I only started getting more jobs when I expand. When I started working with other people, they might say it's betrayal. I don't think it's betrayal. Betrayal. I do, I think it's survival. Yeah. yeah. And getting to work with other talents, you actually get to learn different people's skill set or kind of thing. That's why I do not have a go to of like I die I must call this person because that person might not be suitable for the job or cannot be. Oh, because we are friends. Why you? Oh, you probably never call me for this job. I don't want to face that thing. Mm. Yeah, I want to be able to call whoever I want yes. and like give everybody opportunities or this kind of thing. Because when you get too tight on a team, yeah, you get too comfortable. Then later it goes to the, hey, why you never call me or this kind of thing. Or some people, if you work in a team only and you're good at a team, just by jumping out, you might 
even value your team even more because you're like when you jump out of your team you're like oh shit you know this is not how I feel what's kind of thing you come back you might value your team even more mm. so that's I think, actually very true yeah I yeah. think it's good to step out have a fresh yeah. fresh take on things then come back again you know there is not asking you to not work with your team you know like just every now and then just step up try yeah. something be new. open to even yeah who knows out, you yeah. might even bring things back to your team that you can you can work with your team with and like you know rather than just being very narrow of like no these are the people that my core team that I need to work with or scouting artists also themselves they come to me as much as I want to have this whole you know like hey you know I help you from the beginning you have to come back to me or scouting they ask me they will I mean they will feel paise or scouting or like oh whether they will be paise if I work with other people go ahead I, I you encourage know, it I encourage I said I want you to work with other people because I want you to have a different take on things a different yeah. feel of things who knows this person might benefit you even more and I'll be happy for you in that way mm. wow then I for me I do not feel um, beginning yes I was bitter mm. yeah I was very bitter I was like I have artists who just left you know work yeah. with other people you know or because of price lah, because of you know vibes I was angry I was bitter I felt betrayed yeah. but I, at the end of the day I, I had to keep looking at things at a bigger picture. I had to remind myself, I look at it and I was like, it's okay. If this artist doesn't want to work with me, it will open another door to me. Another artist could work with me again. Who knows? Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, it's, uh, I think this mentality got me, you know, it kept me for a long time or so. It's like, you know, don't stress over things. Like, try not, I'm the most like, don't stress because if you stress, it's not going to help you out at all. Mm. Just think of what's next rather than stressing out and being upset and, you know, angry or something. Yeah. I'm always like, what's next? Because if I'm gonna, this is just gonna waste my time if I stress at this. Yeah. yeah. Fashion to me and whatever I think your 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 mm. your profession has always felt like a very high stress environment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you say no stress. You say you, you try not to stress I try yourself not to, out. because constantly moving. I, yeah. 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 I'll just I'll just neck 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 neck. Okay, but like uh, yeah, you are you given your right to be angry. You given your right to be to flare out kind of thing. But I think. Don't waste your time, lor. I mean, I tell myself, don't waste my time. Lor. I mean, if I if I were gonna spend one whole day, wow, getting upset, angry over this kind of thing, mm. that one day I could be productive. I could be doing something. You don't else. need the energy, the negative yeah, yeah. energy. Yeah, really. I don't need this negative energy. I could be who knows a potential client might come in, this kind of thing. I'm gonna be emo, lock myself out. This kind of thing. <laughs> Nothing's gonna knock get my done, door, yeah. man. Like, yeah. Uh, interesting. Yeah. yeah, so you just have to, you just have to, yeah, fuck it and just move on. You know, yeah, that's uh, that's my take on things, lah. Taking the cue of fucking and moving on, let's yeah. move on to social media. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think, okay, so um, social media came to popularity yeah. within the decade. So yeah. while, while you were still in the industry and yeah. I want to know what's your general thoughts about it because to, to different people, different people have different views about it. People would think it's artificial because yeah. you're, you're, you're presenting this image of yourself that you want people to to first like mm. and I guess to follow. I think it is very interesting that they use the word followers yeah. and likes for likes to, 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 to yeah. track it. I think that's very interesting. So do you think it's it is it is doing more good than lack of a better word, evil? And in the long run, how what what would the landscape look like? Good and bad. I say social media is something that it's now it's current and I think it's something that should be embraced. Mm. And Good and bad because like, yeah, bad because, you know, people start to stress. Uh, there are more stress calls or so. Like, oh shit, what to wear today? What to post today? I wear this before. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of stuff. Or like, uh, my captions have to be right. What's the hashtag? How am I going to get followers from this? Will people judge me? You know, these are the questions that a lot of people face with social media. Um, good. It has opened a lot of jobs, a lot of doors, connected a lot of people. So, 
if we were to weigh, really study into social, I wish is a whole new study about it and look and weigh into it. Yeah. I don't think it's a good or bad thing, but I think it's something that should be embraced. Okay. And yeah, and people should just, uh, yeah, it's, it's about embracing it, because like, like, like myself, how I took social media was, I was like, I could be stuck refusing to be in social media and just doing my old portfolio, going for meetings. Can you imagine that? Imagine, uh, yeah, if, yeah. If I was like, no, fuck portfolio. Uh, I don't time for social media. I was kind of thing. And I like, just stuck with my portfolio. I wouldn't have met a lot of my clients now. Or like, you know, mm. or even, social media help even international reach. I've got international yes. clients through social media. was kind of thing. Yeah, and it is work. You really need to put work into your social, how you create it, how you, uh, yeah, it is work. But, I have benefited more from social media than lost more from social media. Hmm. Yeah, so I would say yes to it. And yeah, it's about embracing social media because yeah, I have definitely gained a lot more. Yeah, eyeballs work and yeah, how it spread from the word of mouth rather than just your portfolio. Yeah, and I yeah, advise, especially if you're, if you're there, your work skills is about as a, a creative work skill, I mean, you know, it's about word of mouth, it's about spreading, all this kind of thing. You need to, you need eyeballs. Social media is the platform that you need to be on. Yeah. Do you yeah. think it's, 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 it could be as simple as recognizing that it is a tool after all. It is a tool. And you have to be aware of you using it instead of it using you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do, it, you, do, do you think it's become, okay, let's say social media, and yeah. we look at it in a macro sense, the internet at, at, at large. Do you think it's, the 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 gateway to to let's say becoming a stylist, the gateway to becoming uh, to to learning about fashion, it's become a lot easier. It is more accessible. I think the titles have come a lot easier. Okay. Like titles have come a lot easier because anybody can just put the word stylist, yeah. or like can put the word as makeup artist, can put the word as musician, can put a singer, creator, <laughs> creator, you know. Yeah titles have it's so easy to obtain now because it's really about what you put on your social media what yeah. you whatever you type on your bio people will think oh this person doctor <laughs> yes that's it that's you know true. but but yeah la, it's about the substance and the liao from the person that, yeah mm-hmm. like you know that it's more important la, so it's important to back it up also la, with whatever you put there because when people ask me they're like hey you're not scared man this new person this stylist was cutting up like mm. Yeah, or the work will show for itself, like, right? A, he called himself celebrity stylist, but who is his accounts? Or like, you know, what yeah. what does he do? Mm. You know, right. yeah. When it I'm, comes down to the needy greedy. I'm stuff. not concerned of I'm not concerned of him having more followers than me, yeah. or like, or or yeah, him getting more sponsorship or deals. As I mean, I feel like your body of work is more important. Mm. Yeah, so I'm I I don't get affected. I don't get stressed out whenever I have like oh this person got more followers than me or kind of thing. That that to me sounds like confidence because I can imagine a similar scenario and you are actually anxious mm. when when someone yeah tries to do something like that. Um, I have I have gotten jobs taken away from me from a lot of, I mean lately because of social media they are yeah. blue tick they got kind of thing. Well, I have yeah. the blue tick is what? It's the verified. You know, the verified. You know they got the blue <laughs> tick as yeah. like, you know those kind of you know, verified okay. users. Okay. Okay. I had yeah, and they're like probably probably they call themselves a stylist, stylist for like what one or two years or like six months and suddenly what verified right. got tick got kind of thing got YouTube channel got kind of thing. Wow. Yeah, and I've uh influencers who are doing styling jobs or yeah. kind of thing they are getting jobs that I was supposed to get. Oh, uh, wow. I feel like I, yeah. I was like, hey, these are actually stylist jobs or any other, you know, professional stylist supposed to get. But, um, don't fret over it because I feel like 
clients who really know what they're doing or really do their research or kind of thing, mm-hmm. other clients are they're going to book you or like, and, and normally that are like the, you know, these clients are like the long running clients in, yeah. in brand histories or like, you know, a, a company that they will do their research. To me, it's a joke. Lah. If a client were to hire an influencer based on, I know, hire not influencers, but hire this particular person mm-hmm. based on the numbers, is a, is a joke to me. I'll mm. be like, I don't even want to work for your company. Gotcha. You know, because okay. uh, my work is not even respected at all. You don't even yes. know why you're hiring me. You're hiring me because of my numbers rather than my craft. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So to me, I'm just, I don't think I should feel bitter or upset over it. I should just be like, I'll be like, your company doesn't know what you're doing. Yeah. Why, why I don't work with you or so? Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you think the industry, at least within the last one or two years, maybe even three, is, mm. is transforming and it's growing? No, it's not growing, but it's transforming at a, at a, at a, at a, at a pace that it's, it could be difficult to catch up because I think these days you, you need to have your, your social uh, platforms. Mm-hmm. I guess Instagram, I don't, know about, uh, I don't know about Twitter, a YouTube channel would definitely help. Mm. And you need to have all these things. You need to manage all these things. Mm. And as if it's a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot of work because you used to only need to probably even have a website and just physical portfolio. Yeah. But now you need to manage a lot of all these things. So, yeah. Do you think it's transforming like that? It is transforming. And depending on like your work skill and how big you want to expand, how ambitious you are, that's when um, when that person finally decides to say that, okay, you know what? I'm going to, I want to work on, I mean, social media has got to be one of my core um, assets yeah. when it comes to my work skills kind of thing. That person start, should start even thinking of who can I hire to work and mm. manage my social media. Kind it's, of it's, thing. it's a job scope. It is a job scope. Yeah, and I salute a lot of uh, influencers out there right now, like fashion, especially fashion influencers. You know, it's not just about the pretty pictures they post kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I myself on Instagram, I've tried it. Yeah, I tried it. You know, what do you mean? I said, yeah. I, I said for the sake of it, I want to yeah. try it. I did, I, I did some like parody thin videos or shit like that, just to like, I was like, oh, you know what? Uh, fashion people always think that you know it's about being proper kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I did the ratchet rent versions of fashion and all kind of stuff. Whoa, it's tiring, man. You need to... <laughs> Filming takes one whole day. Yes. Yeah. Editing takes not one more day. A lot, a lot of a days, lot more days of, yeah. of editing. Yeah. Thinking of content, thinking of this kind of thing. I was like, yo, this is a lot of work. And I salute them. It is a job. Yeah. And for them to put out content like that, I don't think you should just look at them and be like, oh, they're trying to be famous. No, they're working, you know. They're mm. working or so. It's real work. It's real yeah. work. They put in a lot of work to be paid. Mm. Uh, for their endorsements or Oscar thing. Yeah. Like, oh, she get free things, she gets sponsored, she just put pretty pictures. I was like, no, they work for it. Yeah. I, I think I think it gives off the illusion that it is quote unquote air quote simple work. No. Because I I think, as I said, the, the the idea of work has really changed a lot within even the past two decades with the internet and everything. Yeah. That's right. Never ever judge a person or like like we were talking about careers, you know, based on just the title. I think the only way you really could judge the person is unless you step into their shoes and do what they do mm. you know then you experience exactly what they do then you have your say yeah. then you can go like oh I don't like this oh cannot make it oh this is not a job if you don't try or if you don't put yourself in their shoes then you have no right to judge at all. Mm. Yeah. so so with, with the, the internet and things on the internet and we can only hypothesize that moving forward yeah. the internet will only be more be, be a bigger factor than it is now in our lives um mm-hmm. With, with sites like Instagram, uh, Pinterest, where people draw a lot of their, let's say, inspiration from stylistically, mm. what, what is your take on these sites? Because fashion to me has always been uh, firstly about self-expression mm. and 
for, I think for the longest time, it has always been confined ge geographically. So uh, perhaps in, in Europe, people would tend to dress a certain way. Mm. In America, people would tend to dress a certain way and Asia, Japan and everything. Else. But with sites like these, uh, it, it's a right of me to say that the looks are being more homogenous. People are looking perhaps more similar and in that sense, it loses a bit of the, the, the self like creativity that. and expression because of things like internet because it is like Pinterest is like a pool of, is, of images uh, oh, and it's a pool of likes I and just, just through volume, really. I just had this conversation with Ben, actually. We were talking about it. We were like, oh, creatives. Nowadays, you know, creatives, when we... Creatives do... I mean, it's always based on another person's work. Yes. Or like, when you look at somebody's music video now, we're like, eh, this one look like... Um, this artist this one look like this artist kind of thing you know there's so many reference points that because of and I say that I, I told him I said I feel like once an artist comes up with a mood board it's not original anymore because a mood board is just really references from other artists or other yes. other things really it really it's a, you need to go by feel if you really want to call yourself an artist it's really by feel what if it's a mood board of your old works would it still mm -hmm. count? Or are you constantly still like, looking at okay, like, Then your words did you reference from somewhere else? You know, yeah. kind of okay. You know, it, okay. Yeah. yeah, so uh, I, I told him, I said, I don't know how big, I mean, uh, whether I could even say this, but I said that I don't think it's an artist when you have a mood board lah, because it's really referencing. Yeah. An artist's word shouldn't be referencing. Artist's word is creating what? It's creating. So looking forward. Yeah, cre it's, mm -hmm. it's about creation. It's about looking yeah. forward. Yeah. Yeah, then... Because um, uh, we were working on a shoot just now and I, and I start here and, I, and for me, I have this thing about me where I hate perfection. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Why? And they were like, why? You're like, why why you hate perfection? And I was just like, I hate perfection because perfection can be recreated. But like, for, for example, mm. tying up the person's shoelace this way or like, you know, oh, everything must be perfect. You know, must sit like that, must be folded, must be like that. Normally on set, I'll just go like, your thing you know what I'm mm. I don't care I don't really I'm not gonna micro pick on your oh your small fall over there kind of thing the beautiful imperfection yeah, oh your so. hair must be like that this is your yeah. you know a template of what's kind of thing I love mistakes because I feel like if there's a twist to it that mistake makes it different and nobody can recreate the thing Mm. Yeah, so that crease on that shirt, nobody's gonna be able to have the exactly same crease on you. <laughs> Fucking wabi sabi, man. Oh, like, you know, <laughs> wabi sabi. You know that hair that just sticking out. I love it. Interesting. I, nobody can recreate that thing, you know. Yeah. And I like art like that. To me, that's to me that's how I like my work to be portrayed. Where like I want something to be out there, which is like eh, like there's a twist to it somehow. Yeah. yeah there's that mistake that makes it original. Yeah. I don't know whether it makes sense, but yeah, that's how I feel when it comes to. Uh, my work or so. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I would like to talk about, about fashion mm. as more as an abstract concept. So I'm just personally curious as to uh, working uh, and being in the industry for a, a decade, as we talked about, what aspect of it still interests you and has always kept your interest throughout all this time? I mean, it's very cliche to say, but like every day is a new learning experience. I mean, just dealing with people, different people, dealing with different clients. Still, get, at this point of time, I still have jobs that are like two days before the job they call me, kind of jobs. Oh, that, you know, that's kind of that that chung, that adrenaline. Adrenaline. Adren yeah, I would say adrenaline. That means having anxiety every now and then. I know it's so unhealthy, but like having anxiety, be like, oh shit, did I start? Did I steam this already? Oh shit, did I, did I, oh, I don't got what job? We're like, oh no, I got podcast today. You know, this kind of stuff. <laughs> you know, this keeping me on the edge kind yeah. of thing. 
I think that still excites me. Yeah, because if it becomes a too monotonous and like routine job, that's something I can never do. Ah, interesting. Yeah, if it's too routine, it's just gotta be like mm. yeah. That's why we say about we go back to like show factor or something. Yeah. It's really about yeah, like creating things that are new or new experiences are the things that still keep me going after 10 years I would say yeah yeah. because every day still got things fucked up or still got yeah. things screwing up or like yeah it's how you deal with it lor. and every time if I deal with it right and I manage to accomplish it I'll be like yes good Damn show, show, factor <laughs> show factor <laughs> screw up never mind I make yeah. sure I can solve then show yeah. factor even more yeah still um Another thing is, um, I think fashion has always been inter- interlinked or closely compared to art. Yeah. And I think a, a recent campaign that comes to mind when I think of uh, fashion houses and fashion brands trying different things is uh, the Gucci Fall Winter campaign, the one where they did a lot of aliens. I don't know if, you, uh, I don't know if you're aware of that. Um, they did like this, I think it's 2017, they did like a sci-fi inspired campaign. Uh, campaign I think so I, 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 I got, got can like yeah picture. so what, what, what I'm getting at is what, what is your take on fashion being considered art because fashion to me has always been closely linked with commerce it is always a, a product at the end of the day I guess to a certain extent you're always trying to sell something you're always trying to sell clothes so shoes you think that uh, you think that fashion is more of like uh, an addition to do, do you think fashion can exist without commerce I think fashion can exist without commerce because like we were talking about whether fashion is considered art. Yes. You know, it's a, such a consumer thing rather yeah. than an art thing because uh, stepping in into like, you know, getting to know, like I say, getting to know designers, getting to see their work, the craft. Why is it this color? Why is it this texture? Why is it? I mean, Devil's Wear Prada, they had this very yeah. uh, long quote that yeah, it really makes sense because what, what, um, like an like the the thought process of yeah. putting out is really an art. Really. It's, it's considered art because the thought process is like, why do I even want to put a button here? Why is it in this color? Why is it color? All this has to be thought of, has to be, um, there's always a reason behind it. It's not just, oh, shirt, uh, okay, lor, like that, this shape, that's kind of thing. It's like, mm. yeah, it's kind of like, what makes a label different is because they have a very specific style. Yes. And they have to think of ways of how am I going to keep this consistent for the rest of my collection every every season, every four, two, uh, two to four times they have to come out a year, you know, come out with a whole new collection but still make us look us having a signature to it. Yeah. I think that's art. I'm like, mm. you know, you look at, you look at, you look at, or don't talk about high end, we talk about Giordano, Bossini, you know, your consumer mm, yeah. kind of thing. We can tell it's like, oh, if you wear Jordan, oh, this is Jordan t-shirt. Kind yeah. of thing. To be able to identify an item, I think that is creating an impact already. So, so yeah. the, the DNA of the brand mm. ha- that has to be present from the top down, not just the products, but the, the marketing, everything. I think you, you think that is art. I think that's art. Yeah, like, mar- like even to the marketing, yeah, that's definitely art on like, mm. what kind of consumers you want to target. It is a study. And once there is studies involved, there is once there is thought process behind it, I think that con- can be considered art. Art doesn't mean to be like, oh, it's painting, you know, photography or this kind of thing. Yeah. I think just being interested and studying on it, on like, uh, and there's a backstory to it. Yeah. Anything that's with a backstory to it can be considered art. I mean, so diverse. Do you think looking outside of just fashion, let's say if you're, you're for inspiration is important? Definitely. Like, uh, I... Like, I do things not based on the clothes. I do things, like, for my shoots, I conceptualize things based on even mood or even by... Vibe. Or, like, food. 
<laughs> food, interesting. Yeah, like, let's do a food shoot. Let's do a, let's do a mala shoot. You know, like, I've done stuff shit like that before. You know, yeah. we'll throw the most random things. Yeah. And like, and like, for me to, I mean, till now, I still learn because every time I walk around, looking around, or even about current affairs or something, can be turned into a fashion story. Yeah. You know, can translate into why these people is dressed in this era or this, you yeah. know, in this kind of thing. There's always a reason behind it. So yeah. it's, it's not just about like, oh, this season, everybody is doing fur. Fashion is about fur now. Yeah, whatnot. yeah. You know, I, I think there's always a bigger reason or uh, fashion is not just a bracket, you know, we're yeah. talking about just fashion itself. Do you think trends are still a thing in this day and age though? I mean, trends, seasons, stuff like cre- that. I mean, how to create so many trends? I'm like, honestly, there's only so many words in the dictionary that we can create. The next thing you know, our trend is going to be like banana and car or like, or like <laughs> you never know. Really. It's yeah, just like, like a really cycle. Little- yeah, there's so many. Yeah. yeah. There's only that few. And, uh, and nowadays, you keep saying, it's like, oh, we are revisiting the collection. It's a retro collection. 80s yeah, yeah, inspired. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, like yeah, vintage trends, trends, everything. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Yeah. Like, I said, I, I think trend is not something that just because that collection come up with that trend, everybody has to follow the trend. Trend is more of a story rather than a than a statement. Mm. It, it is a story. So when people talk about trends, they're like, oh, this is the 80s. Yeah, so we're, you know, the 80s era, this kind of thing. It's not about, it's not about like, a, oh, this is trending. That's why we're doing it. I think a, a lot of people take the word trend very, like trend equals fashion. That means they have to dress like that. Mm. Yeah, I feel like trend is, trend is something that just means represent. It's open to interpretation. I think trend equals representation. Like you know, like you know, representation or interpretation. You know how how why is it trendy now? I mean, why is it interpreted? Uh, we're just telling you the story of like why is it why we style it like that or like yeah. why is the pieces in this sort of things that's trend uh, Yeah. Interesting. Um, I'd like to wrap up this podcast with yeah. I think just two more questions. Um. I have noticed that a lot of, I think, fashion brands are being more conscious. Uh-huh. Uh, fashion brands, fashion houses being a lot more conscious in the way they produce. Being conscious more, mm. I think, about the environment. I guess uh, being about, I think, the, the, the materials they, they choose for their products, yeah. the, the way they market their, 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 their products even to, to consumers. What, what's your take on this? I think, because it, it feels like to me, like it's, Purely marketing. I think that's the cynical take on it. Like it's purely they're, they're doing this purely out of marketing to sell goods to people. But yeah. do you think it's important because for it's brands? also trending? Yeah, right yes, now. it's also that's trending. Why suddenly, so many people are like, "Oh, I want to be eco-conscious." Yes, and like, you know, fashion brands are suddenly like, "Oh, I'm an activist now." Kind of, do you think it's important jump, for yeah. a brand to? It, are they doing this to stay relevant? Because uh, so it, it, it is no surprise to anybody that social change is uh, a very big uh, topic of conversation these days. And coincidentally, maybe or not, it's trending. It is a trendy thing. Yes and no, because trendy thing. I mean, yes and no, because um, yes, I'm I'm glad that you know certain brands are like you know stepping up. We want to be yeah. it's very real. It's a problem. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's whether people just want to to the extent of how much they want to be an activist about yeah. it. Yeah. You know, it is happening. Everywhere is getting hotter. Things are getting colder. There's so many things <laughs> that are changing. Yeah, like yeah, it is a very real thing. And we we talk about like brands, um, I don't, not just brands, but even people. You know, yeah. um suddenly coming out and I'm an activist, I'm doing this, what's kind of thing. I think that um, it should be something very organic as much as it's such a millennial word. These few days we keep hearing the word organic. organic. Like, <laughs> organic? Oh my gosh. Anything Everything all organic. 100% <laughs> organic. I love, I love her relationship with it but like, yeah, organic. It should be something that um, shouldn't be hard sell. 
yeah, it should it shouldn't be hard sell. It, you should still, uh, yeah. I mean, back to the be yourself kind of thing. I mean, just be yourself, scouting. It shouldn't be like a three sixty change. Can a brand be? Can a brand embody the word be yourself though? Because a brand it is a conglomerate of people. Yeah. I mean, but there's still DNA. Yeah, like, mm. you know, a DNA. Yeah, so okay. if you, you talk about be yourself, that is DNA or this kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, but there is also, but then again, be yourself, but there's also change. I yes. mean, anybody could, I mean, that if you wanted to, you can change. You know, so we're talking about like, a brand who, are, who only uses fur and luxury goods or scouting suddenly, you know, become a, suddenly become an oh, eco-friendly brand. They're willing to change. They can break the DNA just to change, you know. Mm. Change can be a good thing. It can be a bad thing. But like, if they're willing to change, I think, um, as long as they try, yeah. As long even as for try. people, I think as long as you try, you don't have to bank on it to become a marketing thing. If you are personally trying, and pe- uh, it will slow. People will start to take notice slowly. It doesn't yeah. need to be like a in your face first page. I need to send up press release straight away. I'm an eco friendly person. I'm an eco friendly brand. Kind of thing. Those are. It just doesn't feel genuine. La, I can imagine people's bullshit meters pretty high these days. They can, they can tell immediately if it's... Yeah, we're talking about bullshit media. Whatever you publish, like we say in, on, on social media now, you put the word stylist there, you put the word makeup artist, everybody is like, oh, he's stylist, oh, he doctor, because he title put doctor. <laughs> <laughs> anybody could be a doctor. Panadol. Yeah, Panadol. Panadol. Fiona Sears Instagram, she put that kitty pong. People think that she's kitty pong. Like, you know, like, yeah, it's like, anything you put out there, people believe. People be, yeah. Yeah. And people will believe too. Yeah, we should try, we just do an experiment one day, like, oh, I got three boobs. You know, <laughs> try, 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 see how many people believe. They'll be like, oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> Tabloids. You got three boobs. <laughs> Red's got three boobs. Red's got three boobs. Yeah, they hear like, first. Oh, yeah. So, last question I have. Mm. Um, I think it's come to mind recently that there's a lot of uh, a melding of, of, of different cultures with fashion, uh, streetwear and high fashion. I think recently with Louis Vuitton and Virgil Abloh, and there's a lot of people transcending all these different cultures, even. Do you think ultimately that will make do you, do you think it's a good thing for fashion to, to in a sense, make it more accessible, uh, widen its, its appeal to more people? Or do you think it would just, at the end of the day, fashion would just lose its, its luster? That's the thing. If a fashion brand were to stick entirely to their principle without embracing what's current right now with the youth or scarfing, that customer base eventually is going to die. Lah. True. You know? Yep. So it's about if you want longevity in the business, you must always have your DNA, mm. but at the same time, be open to cater and, you know, not just a person or so, you know, it's, it's always about expansion, acceptance and expansion. It's not, yeah, because if you've got to say that, be stubborn, once you're stubborn, you need to understand that your consumer base of that, that era that is just going to spend money with you, they're going to die. Who's going to be your next batch of customers? Mm. This kind of thing. So it's always about adapting also and making sure that you provide what you are good at, your signatures, but also um, make it accessible to what's next, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, so to look forward. La. So, so like an evolution of it's sorts. It's an evolution. Yeah, it's always important to evolution. You just have to, you cannot be stubborn. It's it's really about embracing and accepting what's next. Yeah. Embrace. Right. Embrace right. and accept. Oh. Cannot be stubborn. Yeah, wise words to live by. Hey. <laughs> okay, so... I them old. La, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so where... To, to wrap up, where, where can people find you? I mean, um, wow, oh my God, we talk about social media, but yeah, you can yes. find me on my social medias <laughs> at like, um, so you can find me on my social media. Uh, I'm more active on Instagram. What, what's so the handle? At Randolph, R-A-N-D-O-L-P-H yeah. underscore T-A-N. Simple. Yeah, simple. Yeah, that's my Instagram. Straight to the yeah. point. 
Yeah, I'm not. I'm not the professor or the NUS whatever guy who you Google and you probably will find the first one. Wait, what? Yeah, there's somebody called Randolph Tan also who is like some politician, I think. And I think oh, okay. he hates me because when you Google Randolph Tan, right? I think it's flooded with my work. Not him. Suddenly, like, hey, got one. One guy. Yeah, one so he's not using social media, right? La? I mean, people uh, Google yeah. find your work, not him. <laughs> no, 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 no. I study on, okay, algorithm, all must. Wow. <laughs> I can't think it's a study, man. All right. Uh, thank you for your time, Randolph. Thank, thank you for the fantastic guys. episode. Thanks, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode and feel inspired. Don't forget to keep posted for the next one. And if you really liked what you got, give us a follow.